Previously on the Nostalgic Front Podcast. We're just a couple of <laughs> Iowa boys doing a podcast, you know? Yeah, we're trying. Bound to get a little corny. Bung, dung, dung, dung. It's podcast time. Hell yeah. Man, how are you, buddy? Fucking great. I'm yeah? good. Yeah. I'm fantastic. Go, 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 go. Whoa, go, that was go, fun. Go, go, go. For, forgot about that. Fantastic. Hell yes, I am. Yeah. <laughs> uh, brother, how's it feeling? How's your oh, brain? How's your brother? heart? They're good, I think. Yeah. I can't look at them, but uh, they got me out of bed today. <laughs> yeah, you did. Now, how fucked would it be if you could look at them? Like, if that's something we had to do all the time, you know? Like, yeah. I have to see my terrible penis all the time. What if I also had to see my horrific heart and, like, a, brain? I always had a bad analogy about, like, the backseat of my car is what the inside of my body looks like. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. Because, you know, like, you have, you want to have a well-kept backseat, you know? Yeah. You got, like... uh bag in there from yeah. mcdonald's yeah and all this other shit just some sticky yeah. stuff and you're like ah what i know i know what that sticky stuff's from but i can't remember Fucking thousand miles over on an oil change yeah the fact that you can't do math is like how oh yeah that seatbelt doesn't work yeah <laughs> you know uh you gotta climb through the window if you get in on the left side piece of shit vessel <laughs> oh, i got a piece that. of shit vessel adam sandler this fucking pile of bones Never gets me very far. You sent me a video. You went to some sort of a uh, uh, socially distanced outdoor event. And, yeah, uh, it was a bar. Yeah, I was there, I had to uh, go to Williamsburg. Uh, I had to pick up some stuff. Yeah. And uh, boy, played some hat bingo. Yeah. Dumb hat bingo where you're like, ooh, we got one uh, Mumford and Son hat. Okay, that's fun because you tweeted about dumb hat bingo. And I Nobody was trying to figure it. out if that was a real thing or if it was like. It can dope. be. I used to tweet that every I tweeted once that everybody in Williamsburg looks like they're dressed for uh, eighth grade outdoor ed day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey, Williamsburg, they might as well call that place Vodka Sodasburg. Huh? Williamsburg is Brooklyn's living history farms. <laughs> That's fun. Like there's somebody churning butter there right yeah. now. Yeah. I'll tell yeah. you what. You don't know this, but and maybe the world doesn't know this. Uh, friends of our the show, Ryan Solomon. Uh, and Mike Kitzman, remember them? Mm -hmm. Good buds. Uh, they have a pilot television program that they wrote about living history farms that might be one of my favorite pilot scripts I've ever read. Nice. I can't believe well, that. Well, if it it's true history, there were no pilots. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, in, right. In frontier days. Uh, balloons. But no, yeah. But no, I went to the, uh, we went to the Williamsburg. I had to pick up some jeans mm -hmm. and uh, a couple other things and wound up having to go to the bathroom. You know, you know how that is. Got to piss when you're out when you're out and about in the city. Yep. Squirt and, butt mud. Uh, yeah. So you know, you 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 go to a bar to have a beer and a pierogi. Yeah. You like pierogies? I don't know what it is. Is it potato based? Yeah, you would love a pierogi. I feel like they're, I would. They're pastries stuffed with potato and cheese. Yeah, that sounds good. You know what I love? Uh, uh, similar gnocchi. Oh yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like pot, it's like a potato uh -huh. pasta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. And you get them, you get them a little bit of char on there. Mm -hmm. 
you pan fry them. Yeah, they're fucking great. You get a little bit of crisp. Yeah, I love. Yeah. I like some gnocchi, gnocchi with some gnocchi. bacon and peas. That's Pierogi. a good one. Oh, I can't. We got trending topics soon. We'll be talking about that new Marvel series, Gnocchi. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, so, but anyways, you were in there and you sent me a clip, a video of you yeah. at the in there and you were like, sound, listen, you know, sound on. And mm-hmm. I was listening and it's like, sound it was, off. It was just a loud off. fucking place. And I was like, what? And like, Stacy was with me and I was like, we were listening to every single thing. I was like, okay, there's some talking oh, wow. in the background. Who is uh-huh. that? Is that Ed Norton? Is that the previous Hulk Ed Norton talking? What are they talking about? Are they talking about our podcast? Was that what he overheard? And then at the end, what was it? Footloose. Yeah. And yeah, how how the question is, how am I gonna kick it? I'm gonna kick it footloose. No, that's, that's right. root down. I'm getting the Beastie Boys mixed up with Kenny Loggins again, as I do. The song from Footloose was playing at this bar, and that was very Footloosean. It was. And then maybe 10 minutes later, especially I'm... since I started dancing and then John Lithgow came over Yeah, and said, uh, hey, put me uh, in a Trinity killer choke out. Me and my family are not from space. Isn't it weird in Dexter when you get to see fully nude John Lithgow? I have not seen that, but I do think Dexter's weird, but that they did throw weird nudity in there. Yeah. Like there was a character. She was on the flash for a while and she's an actress who's like. I don't know. Maybe she was 19 or 20 at the time. And she's just at a top. She works at a topless bar on Dexter. And you're like, what? They didn't need to make this character. a Like, it, it didn't help her story yeah. or inform her story. It just felt like some creepo was like, hey, we're going to have a naked girl in this there episode. Was, there, there was that whole era uh, mm-hmm. in 80s to early 90s where there was just a forced. Like, there's always going to be an informant at a topless bar. Yeah. Right. They always go to the strip club. Um, what was fun, though, is you sent me that fairy Felucian uh, uh, thing from the wild. And then I'm, wa- I'm watching a program, a BBC or at least a British television program called uh, Catastrophe. Mm. And like 10 minutes after you sent me that video, they reference Footloose in that damn show. So that was yeah. Felucian as well. It was very Man. Crazy. crazy indeed. That's right. So you did that. You go. You, got, you had your pierogies. You saw your hats. Um, how's your week? Anything else exciting happen? What have you been up to? You been watching or listening to anything or playing anything? Uh, just I'm I'm full draft mode right yeah. now. Yeah, you're getting just, ready. Just nerding it up. Uh, been watching. They have the uh that path to the draft NFL oh, films thing sure, where yeah. they'll just like break down a certain year and make a little like hour long documentary. There's a lot of them on YouTube. So you're really not good. even just focusing on this draft. You're also like focusing on years past drafts. Just to, yeah, like, yeah. Well, it helps, you know. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, like, uh, also been playing some Madden. Oh yeah. But uh, just doing the fun style where you don't even play, you just kind of uh, sim it all. You just draft players and put them on your team. Anyways, I'm the Lions. Oh, the head weird. Co- head coach, I got Trey Lance. Okay. Uh, he's like 38 now, and we've won four Super Bowls together. Nice. Yeah. So. Got TJ Hawkinson into the Hall of Fame. Having uh, a good old time. Nice. And uh, I watched The Last Blockbuster. The Last Blockbuster. Oh, uh-huh. the documentary. Now, people have been asking us about that for fucking ever. If we are going to see it, people keep in my real life, keep asking me if I'm going to see it. Uh-huh. And my go-to was, I don't need to see it. I lived it, brother. You, you, know? did. you and, did. And, you know, it's too close to the vest. But I'll ask you, what did you think? Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. 
It's fine. It was no the orange years. Sure. But uh yeah, you know, it was just uh a lot of people talking about Blockbuster. Did it discuss the downfall of Blockbuster or was it more about that last store yeah. open and Yeah, yeah. I thought well this is just me, but uh the last store talk is kind of where it kind of like drags a bit. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I more care about the rise. Yeah, and, and the fall, you know. Stuff that company men has already covered. Yeah. You know, but uh, it's good. And pretty much talked about how like the uh, it, it was all corporate stuff, really. Yeah. Like they had their fingers in too many pies. Yeah. Tried to start then, selling fucking Xboxes there. No. The and then other shit bellied up and like Blockbuster was like the collateral for other uh, things that like the big wigs owned. Yeah. Like say they had a shoe company and the shoe company went under and a lot of the collateral in the shoe company was tied into the blockbuster because sure. like they were talking about they, they were right there with netflix and it yeah. wasn't netflix it was more their bad yeah decisions well, the, outside of the business did it go into it all about the no late fees thing and things like that yeah that too because that was being working there during that period that was like fucking it was like head on a swivel yeah it was like a nightmare for every store then states started suing and then them they, over it yeah and then they brought in the uh restocking fee yeah well that was the thing was right away there was a restocking fee so instead of having a late fee of of eight like, bucks no, no, no. you get a restocking a fee. fee of this 30 a, bucks yeah yeah it was crazy and then being on the ground and having to explain that to someone who was like only back in the store because they saw those commercials that was there's no more late fees like and the auto debit the auto there was a lot of i that's what i yeah, they just in. sold you the movie yeah like you kept the movie for six days yeah and then it Here, was your, and yours then, and that's why only, i have youth on revolt on dvd auto debit too that was the most fucked up thing was that you would like your account would just automatically buy it your it would charge you your credit card yeah um pretty fucked up uh okay that's interesting that's funny i watched a documentary that was really uh uh, uh interesting uh, for, recommended to us by friend of the show, uh, 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 John Bellancini. Mm. This was a documentary called uh, Kid 90. Have you heard of this? Uh, no. It was, uh, okay, it's a Hulu documentary directed by Swell Moon Fry, who's Punky Bruce. Oh, yeah, I saw yeah. the trailer. It looked moving. It's, uh, it's, it had all the kids. Did we get any Christian Slater in there? There is not, but fuck, brother, everybody else is in it. Yeah. Uh, what's really... Sequest, in, right? See, it's, well, that's the... I don't want to give it away. He's probably got to be like the big, like third act, like buddy part of it. And it probably might... rips your little heart out. Hey, if you think that watch it, because you will find that he is one of nine, maybe, or eight stories. They tell like that. Yeah. Um, well, that are, uh, he literally Brandis is like a tip of the iceberg of the trial. I don't know what it was about age. that generation of child stars. Just how everything like, uh lined up but it was just it was a fucking meme yeah that child stars are supposed to just be fucking rex you're supposed to be 14 year old uh drew barrymore going out to parties and getting shit-faced and yeah you know todd bridges going to jail and all that shit that is what the the documentary is very interesting um because it's it so it tells the story of being a star from like the mid 80s until the late 90s uh, and all of the people that she ran with, because at the time without social media and without things like that, it was a smaller world. So everybody yeah. literally like Leonardo DiCaprio is hanging out with 
fucking Stephen Dorff who's hanging out with Mark Paul Gosler. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they're all there. Yeah, they're making um, those gorf those golf videos. Yeah, gorf on Dolph. Uh, but I, uh, it's very interesting. I and and the 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 most the the really cool thing about it is is that Soil Moon Fry was just a weird kid who loved taping stuff. So she had a video camera throughout all of it. So like yeah. she has all this video and she would like rec- audio record phone calls and when she would talking to her friends and stuff. So she had all of this footage that like no one else would ever get. It's so interesting to see these actual conversations and hangouts and parties and stuff that were happening. But the only and I, I don't want to knock it because I think it's very I think it was very watchable. And I would I our listeners, I think, would like it. I think you'd like it. The only problem I had with it is I Swell Moon Fry directed it and she's not a director. I feel yeah. like if an actual documentarian director had taken that footage they could have made a brilliant documentary that she would still soil would still be very important into it Uh um but the weird thing is is watching her deal with you really see her come to terms with her life in a way where she's like in her 40s now and she's like fuck i didn't even like i didn't piece all that stuff together but yeah. now that I'm seeing this footage, I'm piecing all this stuff together. And that was worth the that was worth watching it for me is just seeing her go through that. Um, Good. So I highly recommend that. Uh, I watched some other stuff this week, too. I watched, uh, as I mentioned before, the, the this British show Catastrophe, which was uh, a Rob Delaney and from Twitter mm. uh, and Sharon Horgan. I'm not a big Rob Delaney fan. I never really have been. I don't hate the guy, but I don't give a fuck. Uh, great, great show, though. It's uh, one of those British shows where every season is six episodes. So it's four seasons, 24 episodes. You knock it all out. We knocked it out in a day and a half. Um, and it's just really good storytelling about a couple and who f- weirdly fall in love and then they live in England. And But the crazy thing about it is, who plays Rob Delaney's mom in this show, do you think? Christian Slater. Carrie Fisher. Ooh. And she was flying home from this show when she died. So it's very sad because her mom, she's great. Carrie Fisher is fantastic in it. Uh, but then eventually they have to reckon with that, that she's dead. And so I now have seen Carrie Fisher have three funerals, I think, in, in <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, which is a little rough. It's a little weird. Um, but one really funny thing was, is that in the funeral scene in this, when she, when her character's funeral, Rob Delaney at the funeral, they're at a beach. And he reads this note that she wrote, this email she wrote. And it was apparently a real email she wrote to Rob Delaney. And in it, she's just talking about how Mike Pence is a fucking piece of shit and how she hopes he dies and stuff. It says that in the show? Yeah, yeah. It's really funny. Fun. It's really fun. Really good. So great little show. Um, Also, doesn't sound like a catastrophe at all. No. uh, Way better than you would even expect, I think. It was very good. I also watched a little program uh, that was on Disney Plus called Marvel Rising Secret Warriors. Have you heard of this? Uh Uh-uh. So Marvel Rising is a series of kind of like new Avengers movies that are more uh, women and uh, POC based uh, in a good way. And and also fucking sick as hell. Very good. Sounds like more Disney wokeness. Exactly. It was the woke patrol. That's why you can't go to Disney World anymore. (laughs) Oh, that fucking! I tweeted that I would pay for I'd pay more money for a new internet that doesn't have that Orlando Sentinel article in it. (laughs) Uh, But that was very good. Talked about Squirrel Girl and like Miss Marvel and all that kind of stuff. And there's there's a movie that was like an hour twenty, which I think is probably the best animated Marvel movie I've ever seen. 
Uh, and like, you know, all the DC animated movies are good, but the Marvel ones are always really bad. Yeah. This was great. All right, man. Is there anything, anything else you've been up to? Um, well, actually, let's do a couple of old podcasts. Oh, really? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. What are we talking? To? Let me guess. Mark Marin with uh, Gallagher. Uh, no, us. The Nostalgic oh. Front. Oh, you mean the old podcast that we used to yeah, have? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That had a similar name to the current podcast. Also, kind of surprised at uh, how good they were. I listened to uh, the Wizard episode. And uh, because it's Christian Slaperl. Yes, Christian Slaperl, of course. And that was a damn fun listen. And uh, I listened to the Mortal Kombat episode. And, oh, uh, boy, we are uh, we're, we're firing off a lot of dumb jokes. That's the problem with having a fucking podcast. Nobody gives a shit about it is we're really good at it. No. But since we don't have a hundred thousand listeners and a million downloads a week, we think it sucks. Yeah. You know? But it doesn't. It's a very good quality podcast. Like, I, I, I think I'm just going to stick to are like 50 through 100 fun sizes because uh i i don't remember them they're two yeah. different they're different people yeah i don't i don't know those people no i loved one of my like one of my favorite things to do when like when we do our year-end our big year-end episodes yeah. is go take murphy for a walk and listen to the year-end from the year before and be like oh and because uh, so often on this podcast i will say something and i'll be like I'll listen back to it like a year later and be like, I don't fucking believe that. What was I doing? <laughs> what made me in that moment think that, you know? Hey, man, people change. We're constantly changing. And if you're not constantly changing, you're not. Yeah. Any other? You got any other fun, cool shit you watched this week? Movies? You see any films? I know you watch that documentary, but. Nothing that other, I'm not going to bury the, the lead on yeah, before yeah. Our, our trending topics. But uh, we've just been trucking through the. Uh, Modern Family. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yep. You're, yeah. yeah. That's nice. So we're we're in this weird period where ever since Everwood ended, we don't have a regular show. So we're watching a lot of smaller season shows. Um, and then did we you ever, kind better. Call did you ever Saul finish Saul off that? Uh, You're the worst. Never. Oh, that's that's what it's you got. So do. weird. I know. We just haven't gone back to it. There's certain shows like that that I know I yeah. like. I, I got, like the everybody I got involved. Shit's Creek just sitting there. Yeah. Shit's Creek. Yeah. I love Shit's Creek. It's great. Um. I'll tell you this though, I uh, I watched. Uh, are you you're familiar with Defunct Land? That guy on YouTube. Oh yeah, I love it. It's fantastic. We and, love Defunct. Oh, it's great. And he's got a here come Defunct. Boom! Here come Defunct. He's got a great six part series on Jim Henson. That yeah. buddy, I tweeted. I watched it like all in one. row. It's like twenty minute episodes. Watched it all in a row, and after it, it was done so well that I put. It made me think I went. I was that. At the end of it, I was like, "Wow, it's good." Jim Henson and I created all those puppets together. <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, boy, well, that's but, fun. Maybe yeah. we should, uh, you know, do like a Muppet episode next Maybe week. Maybe we should. Uh, that's good. And then I also I got to say, video game front for myself. I've been taking notes, listeners. I don't know if you can tell. I'm trying to take notes of the stuff I'm doing so that I yeah. have something to talk about. Uh, video games. I downloaded Star Wars Squadrons. Not for me. Fine game. Oh, I'm yeah. Sure people love it. Not for me. I, I can't. The, uh, I'm sure you got the EA uh, pass or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got MLB the show. Same thing. That's what I was going to say fun. next. Just started a, it. I got a chubby first baseman with me long too. hair. Got a big a drunk, dump truck ass. I weigh yeah. 285 pounds. I took, I took the Babe Ruth stat batting stance where he just like like lumps over there. Yeah. And uh, first at bat. 
fucking ground rule double fucking crushed it damn baby I yeah love it. i and literally struck out like eight times in a row before <laughs> like, i can't be- figure out the timing i am way early on everything but uh yeah i'm with the uh i think it's the mississippi braves that's great i i'm with the so i started it literally when i stopped i stopped playing to come do this podcast right Fun. you can and- skip all the bullshit and just go to that bats yeah i just are you I, a two-way player i created my player but I don't understand how to get him into the the road to the show yet. Because I created my player, but then when I went to road to the oh. show, I'm some fucking guy named Joe. You just start road to the show, and then you create your player in road to the show. So do you go through the beginning stuff where it's like, hey, Joe, what team do you want to play for? And then eventually I'll change my yeah. name? Yeah. Cool. Good to know. It's like about two minutes of interface. Yeah. And then you can edit everything. Because I had all these fucking baseball announcers also, mad at me. Little, yeah. A little disappointed with the uh, heavy metal walk-up music. Uh, I was all like, the walk-up music was dog shit. It's not very heavy, you no. know? I, and in the camera, 2003, I was able to walk out to Pantera. I was so used to the, whatever that Xbox baseball game that I loved was. Yeah. Um, Xbox. MVP? No, is that what it's called? Xbox baseball Probably. game. Uh, the Sirloins was one of the teams. I know that. Super mm. Mega Baseball. I loved Super Mega Baseball. And I played it forever, but it's a game where like the players almost look like those Wii Wii guys, like Mies from Wii. Yeah. So the players are short and stocky. And so you get used to that angle. And in the show, everybody's full size. And so you it's I was trying to find the right camera angle for hitting was really hard. But then once I got it, boom, I'm fucking sinking dingers. It's crazy that EA Access, man, or Game Pass Ultimate now. There's so many good games on there. I was playing Hollow Knight. That's cool. Yeah, Hollow Knight's fantastic. You have all of the new sports stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the new, like, unfortunately, sports games aren't as cool as they used to be, but they're still fun. Yeah. Yeah. This reminded me of when I, 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 so I just started playing it like literally like two hours ago. I played a full game as the Royals and then started my creating my player. But uh, it reminded me of when Gideon, I lived with Gideon here in Brooklyn. Oh, yeah, yeah. And we had the show and, but just would play I don't know like why crazy. they call it that and not MLB the game. Trending. Trend. Trend. Yeah. What if they were trending? Would that be fucked up? There it is. Trending topics, buddy. How are you? They are. I'm good. I'm fantastic. Fantastic. I'm ready to dig into these fucking teas. Yeah. Hey, that movie Godzilla versus uh, Kong. Uh huh. Why didn't they call that more tall combat? <laughs> you mean more tail? Oh shit! <laughs> Punch up, uh, buddy. We got a big week when it comes to. Uh, uh, they all are. Training. They anymore. all are. You're right. You're right. It, for like nerdy shit, dude. We we built up this industry. Yeah. You know. Going to Spider-Man's opening weekends, mm-hmm. fucking Daredevils, you know, yeah. buying the Evanescent soundtracks, yeah, you know. Bring me to trending topics. So, so now we get to see the fruit of our capitalistic labors. Yeah, and we get a new Star Wars or comic book thing almost every fucking week. Yeah, what's up next? Uh, okay, so first Loki off, and the Bad Batch. But Loki isn't until June. So oh, we have a well, full we, month. Well, we get the Bad Batch. Oh, when does Bad Batch start? May the 4th. Hell yeah, baby. That's good. Yeah. 
Um, okay, so first off, let's talk about Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Let's. Now, first off, I'm going to say first off again. First off. What did you think of this episode? It was good. It was yeah. good. I had stuff I loved. Uh, there was some, you know, like uh, stuff that was kind of like, so John Walker and Winter Soldier are just buddies now. And, yeah. And like making jokes. But like. Uh, man, I just love like all of the Sam's stuff. Oh, yeah. All the all of the Captain America shit kicked out like the Sam Captain America shit kicked ass. Yeah. Like his whole story arc throughout the entire season, which Mm -hmm. is all good news because like I said, they're they announced that they're developing uh, Captain America four with Sam as Cap. And yeah, I mean, especially the action set pieces uh and the shit he was doing Mm -hmm. with the shield like the stuff that they give like sam's tech have always made him seem really cool yeah just like the way that they're able to make him believable in this world of everybody else where he does like he does like half a jetpack real quick to do a kick Mm -hmm. and all this shit but now he's doing that with the shield with the shield and he is he is a smart guy on mm-hmm. figuring out cool ways to incorporate the shield. And my favorite, yeah. my personal favorite was when he became a one man phalanx mm-hmm. on the George Washington bridge yeah. and like deflected a fucking helicopter. helicopter. Yeah, yeah. That was sick. He, what the other thing I think is rad is all of that. Plus now his, his suit is no longer just the Falcon suit from the government. It's now a Wakandan suit, probably yeah. made of vibranium, which. Oh, it absolutely even, is. He's got that Wakanda tech. Yeah. So it's like, it's, it's really awesome. I, uh, I really love that. My, I liked the series. I think we, I've talked about it every week when we do this, but like I went into it thinking, whatever, this will be fine. Ended up really enjoying the first couple episodes. Yeah. Kind of had some lulls or whatever. They, probably, they got uh, maybe a couple too many pots yeah. on the burner. Yeah. That they could have like, like could have just almost done. Like I thought I'd like the flag smasher a Story. bit more. And then like, also, I mean, it's a comic book. You always have to like take it with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. But John Walker is a trained fighter. He's supposed to be like the best of the best. Yeah. And then he gets a super serum on top of that. Yeah. So him getting his ass kind of kicked by like people that are just like people. Yeah. You know, with superpowers. It's kind of like that. But what- again, I don't I don't want to sound like a hater because no, I, I did enjoy it. Yeah. But I kind of feel like and I just kind of feel like the things I loved from this series. I enjoy the Flag Smasher storyline. I think that was I very thought, interesting. I, I thought the, I wouldn't like Sam's family, the family. Yeah. Storyline in the last couple episodes. I'm like, anytime we're down in fucking New yeah. Orleans doing a montage. Yeah. And shit. I'm all about it. Yeah. I think there's so many things they did right and well. Yeah. I just feel like. Why did this have to be a six episode television series? Because I feel like all of I feel no, I, I guess it's just because it was an interesting new way to tell a story. Yeah. But I don't think I think like give us they could have just given us a Captain Four movie and all of this stuff could have been first act shit. And then they could have left out all the fat because there was a lot of fat in this, too. Um, 
And I think that would have been interesting. Now, what I find most interesting about it is, regardless of the things I thought were boring and dumb or whatever, is I like the ramifications that are going to come out of it. Um, I love the idea of... Yeah, world-building-wise, Yeah, it was, it was good. And like I said, it had a good story within itself of the yeah. main character. Like, yeah. both Captain and Bucky. I yeah. like... I liked them. I liked their story. Their hero's like, journey. Winter was Soldier fantastic. was kind of like secondary, but it was a good arc. Him coming yeah. to terms with everything was cool. And, you know, fucking Anthony Mackie is far and away the star of the yeah. show. And he fucking carried it. And he was great. And I honestly think the, the what's his name? The uh, Wyatt Russell's character. I think yeah. that, I think he did great in that. I think that's perfect. 100%. Well, I just feel like one, that could have, his whole arc could have been achieved in a five minute monologue or a yeah. five minute montage in the, a film, but everybody and would have been just as powerful. Everybody hated him. Yeah. And that was one of my least favorite critiques of the show. Like yeah. how often you would see, I hate the new captain America. It's like, yeah, buddy, you're supposed to. Yeah. That's, that's his whole thing. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to the, uh, slow build up to the thunderbolts yeah you know? well that's what yeah. feels cool is i feel like uh, what's her name julia louis dreyfus's character is val or whatever i feel like uh -huh. she is the new fucking nick fury building the the thunderbolts and that feels very exciting yeah um so and it's also kinda, yeah we still got fury we don't know who's working for fury in the background anyways yeah because there's a i mean people are loyal mm -hmm. as hell to nick fury and uh, he's got a little scroll problem. Yeah. Happening. Secret invasion. Him well, and Ben Mickelson. They got to handle their shit. That's what I think is because that was the, one of the big down things people didn't like about the series was they didn't like that. Uh, uh, what's her name? Sharon, Amy Car Sharon Carter or whatever the fuck her name yeah. is. Uh, they didn't like that. She was, was a power broker, the power broker, which is why I think she's a fucking scroll. <laughs> like, even it's though so easy, like she seemed kind of ambiguous to bad in other shit mm -hmm. and people were already calling her the power broker like three episodes in. well that was what people that was what from what i've seen on the internet people were fr were annoyed because she was uh oh by the way spoilers on the falcon the winter soldier <laughs> uh because they were annoyed because she was so it was so obvious she was going to become the power broker which is why i think it'll turn out that she's a fucking scroll and the real Sharon Carter's like fucking locked up somewhere. Yeah. Or Nick Fury is behind it all. Yeah, that could be trying to get superhero, super powered people to fight scrolls. Who knows what the fuck's going on? Yeah. But I, well, I, so but I, again, I, I didn't love it as much as I liked WandaVision. Yeah. I think WandaVision was a good, I feel like I never, when WandaVision was over, I wasn't like, why did they do this as a TV show? I feel like it made sense. I, I feel like everything it did and the, all the doors that opened for the future. This, I feel like you could have done this in seven pages of a Marvel script but and got all the same things accomplished and all the same goals and it would have been fine. At least now we have strong love for Baron Zemo. That's right. We got the breakout Zemo. star of yeah. the show. Zemo is huge. I love it. Yeah, I'm excited those, for the those, Thunderbolts. Yeah, that, the, that middle Zemo bubble and the Falcon and the Warner Soldier, it was the best spot. It was this what the series did do for me was I uh, I am not at, basically ever since uh, in game. 
I've just been like, all right, fucking give me the X-Men. That's what I want. Bring in the yeah. X-Men. And this series was the first time I'm like, all right, cool. I'm looking forward to other things right now. I am looking forward to seeing how uh, the Thunderbolts or whatever, the new Avengers, whatever they call themselves, comes about. I'm excited how the young Avengers come about because uh, Isaiah Washington, is that his name? Isaiah Washington? His, yeah. his son or grandson is going to be in the new series. And that character, whatever that character's name was in, um, is it Patriot? It's not Patriot, but whatever his name is, he's in the Marvel secret Marvel rising show. I mentioned cool. watching in the last act. So like, I'm excited to see how they deal with all that stuff. I love also, the idea of Miss Marvel and all that stuff coming out and she Hulk and shit. Also, it was pretty awesome. How, uh, many people got mad about the, uh, political themes mm-hmm. in Captain America. When it's a character who's the first thing he was ever doing was punching Hitler. Yeah. Yeah. You know, in every Captain America movie. It's like when people complain about thrash metal being political. Yeah. It's like, it's like, have you never watched? I think people just fucking are stupid. That's all I think where it all comes down to. I, at the end of the day, Paul Ryan said on, on, in a, on national television that his favorite band was Rage Against the Machine. Like, People are stupid or they're on purposely trying to stir shit up. But I think it's just so goddamn dumb. Yeah. Ugh. Well, um, uh, it, yeah. That's a great segue because like the internet is just like it, you get more interactions and more like if you hate something. It's yeah. just especially Twitter. Yeah. Like so many more things are drawn to just be haters and you could totally see that with a lot of uh, the Mortal Kombat totally. stuff. And you know what? Our podcast would probably be way more popular if every episode was, here's why we fucking hated this thing. But we just oh, don't, yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to give energy to something I disliked, especially when it's something other people did like. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll talk about why something might not work for me. Yeah. But like, I would still, I, I do not regret watching Falcon and the Winter Soldier, even though the stories kind of bugged me at, at times. I still yeah. like, still fully enjoyed it. Thought it was a fun thing. Um, yeah, Mortal Kombat, man. Did you watch it day of? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I think everybody did. That's why did, yeah. my computer was like lagging uh, <laughs> for a good chunk of it when I was watching it at like eight o'clock on a Friday night. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was it was good. It was great. I uh, liked it a lot. Did you I liked watch it. it with anybody? Uh, nope. Watch it by myself during That's work. That's what I was curious about. Yeah. I, was, I was thinking like, some of the people that might not have liked it may have watched it by themselves. Oh, you know, yeah. I watched it with the girlfriend and the roommate and, you know, cracking jokes mm-hmm. here and there. Uh, you could tell they got a little bit uh, too involved, like uh, the producers and stuff mm-hmm. like the second act kind of drags, but whatever, you know, I could have used more. All I'm saying is, I could have used more disposable ninja death at, yeah. at that point in the middle where everybody's like having dinner and putting up with Kano's bullshit. See, I, I think that I think it did a really good job of taking this ridiculous idea, being true to the video game and being in, incredibly watchable. Yeah. Every character I I like I was like, OK, I believe this guy is Raiden. I understand I appreciated what he's looking for and why he wants this help. And, you know. I appreciated how often I was able to recognize something was bad and goofy, mm-hmm. but also enjoy the thing that happened right after it. Yeah. You know, like yeah. uh, 
it had that it had a good quality in that where what, like yeah something not, i think they're not just, out trying to write citizen kano no you know? no and i think they uh i think this is pro- like better than the other two even though i have a nostalgic My, feelings for the first movie however the whole time i'm just i i guess it's gonna have to come in the sequel but i'm like can we get a tournament like are there refs yeah. i know it's a fight to the death but these guys keep fucking everything up yeah you know well that's what and, that's why i think it's it was i th- feel like we were sold this like this is mortal Kombat, end all be all but it's i think it's not it's there's the prequel to, to a, the tournament they're trying to set up a franchise yeah yeah and so i like that that's why I, they had all the d-list uh like well, and characters did you see for getting in, killed did you see in the first fucking 10 seconds when we first get introduced to uh the new character i can't remember his name cole when we yeah. first get introduced to him, there's a Johnny Cage poster on the wall. Yeah. They show that right away. And I was like, oh, that's an interesting Easter egg. And then at the very end, that's the fucking the setup for the sequel. And I thought that was funny that I was like, wow, they showed us that immediately. It felt the director of this hasn't directed hardly anything. He's directed commercials, but he hasn't directed. He's an Australian guy who hasn't directed anything. And I maybe this feels blasphemous to some fuckers, but it reminded me a lot of that guy that directs the Mad Max movies. Where it's oh, like, yeah. he took this serious Everybody in this is taking this serious like it's real. There's no winks. There's no nods. Like, even when, like, he'd say flawless victory, it felt real. It felt the, like it felt like a character for the very first time saying yeah. the words, this is a, fl- a flawless victory, motherfucker, however, I killed you. However, the blood totally winks at you. Oh, yeah. There's, oh, which yeah. Which is and great. Like, like yeah. I, I had to explain early on to the girlfriend. She was like, what's going on? I was like, you have to oversell the blood because it's yeah. Mortal Kombat. Yeah. It, I, I really, I liked, uh, I could not believe how much I enjoyed it. I uh, had a fun time. I liked the way the character's done. I, poor, I feel bad because I feel like all these different iterations try to make Goro and he just never looks right. He always looks creepy. Uh, but I think they did a, well, a I mean, good enough job. To be fair, in the original game, he looks weird and creepy. Mm-hmm. So like in my brain, that's just what Goro looks like. Yeah, they did, but I think they need to lean like into like, it a little more. He was like a claymation guy. Yeah, fighting real people in the yeah. original game. So you know, weird looking Goro works. I guess. Yeah, I uh, I really enjoyed the story. The one like hole that bothered me was like, so the main character Cole, the new guy or whatever, I think his name's Cole. He is like. When Raiden's like letting everybody in on it, it is like Scorpion, this guy, whatever. Back in the olden days, I saved his daughter. And now thousands of years later, you're the descendant. And it's like, who gives a fuck? Like, I understand there's a bloodline element there, but I feel like like, why didn't they just set that 30 years ago? And that was the son. And this is him now. Like, what was the use of having generations and generations? Unless that's part of lore that scorpion was alive a, a million years ago and was in hell for a million years or whatever you know yeah it just it, to me i was just like oh come on tighten that up a little bit uh but really liked it i liked the way they brought it all in i like how we knew the second we saw kano that sonya was gonna kill him at some point even if you had never didn't know anything else about mortal Kombat lore that was set up and the way they made that and then that's how she got her ta- her brand or whatever. I yeah. thought it was really great. And cable um, was fun. Cable kicked ass. Was great. Yeah. The guy that did the voice of can't god damn it. I looked it up. The guy that did the voice of cable is somebody really fun who's done a lot of fun characters. 
Um, uh, and I like yeah, how the fatalities he, were fun. Good, good fight scenes, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, so it was, it was a real, real good time. Um, I loved how, was it Katana? Is that who it is? How she yeah. had that fucking blood Glasgow smile the whole time. That was really spooky and creepy. And I, I really, really liked that. Um, uh, and I'm excited to see where it goes next. I'm excited to see the the next one. And I, like I said a million times, I never, I didn't think I'd give a fuck at all. I was yeah. intrigued. I like paused it. I had to take Murphy in the middle of it. I was at work. And so I'm like doing work and stuff. So everyone's why I pause a little bit. But there was one point, like probably right after a uh, spoiler, Kung Lao dies, where I had to pause it for like 15 minutes to take Murphy on a walk. And I was like the whole time in my head being like, okay, what's going to happen? How, how are we going to get out? Where are they? How are they all going to get this to make, make sense here at the end you know right um and then once you see the timer tick it's like uh, there's fucking 25 minutes left it's like yeah we're not gonna see no mortal combat tournament in this fucking movie uh so yeah pretty good really good yeah. um cool what else we got shang uh the trailer wait what else do we have oh the shang chi trailer yeah now uh do you know anything about that character yeah do you like is he a character that you're familiar with and stuff no well i don't i mean most people aren't uh yeah. he's like the newest marvel flex or mcu flex yeah where they're just gonna take like a very secondary character and uh yeah try you know try and make a billion dollars that's really cool I, and, uh, I i think it looks great it, oh yeah it did for me the same thing that the guardians of the galaxy trailer did where i was like i don't know who this person is so why should i care and I'll say it. The Doctor Strange trailer didn't do it. Where I watched the Doctor Strange trailer back in the day, and I was like, I don't fucking care. And I didn't see that movie in the theater because of that. Mm -hmm. The Gardens of the Galaxy trailer, I was like, oh, this seems interesting. This, I'm gonna see this movie right when it comes oh, out. Oh yeah. Um, I like Aquafina as somebody who I think she need. She's really funny. I think she's really really funny. But I think she has that Tiffany Haddish syndrome where she got hot and so she did way too much shit, and so like she was doing things that maybe the directors didn't fucking wasn't skilled towards her or maybe they were directing her wrong. And in this, I feel like she seems really done really well. So I don't know awesome. much about her other than the fact there's a large segment of the internet that doesn't like her uh, really because she built her career on black scent. Oh, I could see that. I, I, I don't condone or uh, deny that that's true. I have not heard of that. Um, I personally was annoyed with her when on the seven train, when her show, like whatever in Queens came out, nor in Queens, and she was doing the announcements on the seven train. And that really bugged me. <laughs> uh, well, luckily then we had a pandemic. And so I never had to fucking ride the seven train anymore. Yeah. Um, I think it looks kick-ass. I'm excited for the story. I like how the Mandarin is part of it. And I'm excited to see how they play with that. Since, you know, yeah. we had the fake Mandarin and in, in well, Iron Man. He's 3. the best hand-to-hand -hand fighter in the entire universe. Yeah. And now instead of ring, he's got rings that are like, infinity gauntlet D type things but yeah. now they're bracelets i think that's really cool um so i yeah i'm very excited to see how this all plays out i just want to get rid of black widow i want black widow to drop set up whatever the fuck it needs to set up and then let's keep, move forward if with these movies um yeah you know yeah yeah well everything's looking pretty exciting going forward between yeah. uh multiverse of madness thor this mm. you know Got the new that Captain America four and stuff. Um, Spider Man. Yeah, I'm very excited to see what happens next. I just 
I, I'm one, I'm not one of those people that's like, thank God a year went by without a Marvel movie. But I'm also not one of those people who's like, I'm going to fucking smash my brain with a rock if I don't see a Marvel movie in the next 10 months, you know? Um, yeah. It's I just, I, I, I'm we've just excited. Almost three months of Marvel content. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to Loki. I'm really wanting to see. Loki, so am I. Uh, I think the the story ideas, I like the actors. I love the fact that Owen Wilson is. I like that uh, Luke Wilson's in Supergirl and Owen Wilson's going to be in Loki. That's fucking great. We got two Wilsons in pop culture. Hell yeah. At the same time. That's great. Um, so I think that's really exciting. Uh, let's see what else. Hey, it, don't you think it's weird that they called uh, Godzilla? It's called Godzilla versus Kong and not more tall combat. <laughs> The Nostalgic Front Podcast is brought to you by Kazi, Jennifer L, Matt, John, Grammarhole, Edward S, Joan, Emmett, Christina A, Hank Finch, Mike Haas, Brian, Sofing, Adam S, Shank, and listeners like you. All right, brother. Me, me. Meat and potato time. It's time we get in the we get into the topic of the get, show. That's it. Let's get into it, man. I like yeah. timestamps too. Oh, buddy, it sucks so bad. <laughs> I hate making the timestamps because I use Spotify to do it. Uh-huh. Spotify doesn't. It it goes only by minutes. So like at one at some point you're like a hundred and twenty minutes in, and you're like oh. or hundred and seventeen minutes in, and then I have to do math to figure out how many hours that is, and and so then I try to use Podbean. And then when I'm done, I never they never work out. If I if I say, oh, this section starts at an hour and 20 minutes, when I go to an hour and 20 minutes, it's never right. <laughs> like, Jesus, I didn't I didn't mean uh, I didn't know we had such a No, I love it too because it feels very like new. I like anything that makes the podcast feel new. Yeah. I like I like the add the new images. I you know the new photo images for each one mm-hmm. where it's just like a picture of the movie or a clip with the thing. Oh yeah. I like sharing it on Twitter without having to be in that giant fucking thread of of stuff even though that was all me nobody else ever gave a fuck. Um but but the timestamps every time I post them I'm it, it is kind of like a yeah I hope somebody likes this. I hope this works. Well this somebody. movie is a timestamp. It is a timestamp. Uh What okay. movie? Brother, we're talking about a little film from mm-hmm. 1993 called True Romance. <laughs> what are you laughing at? The, the way you for, said that. It was the fact weird. that I forgot the You made it like one word. I've, True oh, Romance. True Romance. Uh, now, written by Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. Came Direct- out after Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. I always thought it came out before. No, it Just came because- out soon after. Yeah. Um, and was Reservoir Dogs, Dogs nominated for a po- uh, an Oscar for Best Screenplay? I don't know. Maybe. Oh, by the way, it's uh, fuck. We didn't even mention this. It's Oscar Sunday while we're doing this. Today's the Oscars. Yeah, today's the Oscars. I've, we were oh. going to talk about it in the. Terrain. Well, you were. I got I nof- I got nothing on the Oscars. I have never cared about the Oscars. Uh, I mean, I'm glad other people enjoy them, but. Yeah. Uh, I've never cared. I I think they're exciting. I really like that Sound of Metal was nominated this year because I feel like that's a movie that in a normal year would never, ever get nominated. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, it doesn't look like Reservoir that's, Dogs. That's a Calypso uh, documentary, right? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get it. I uh, I think actually you'd love the sound of metal if you haven't seen it. It's on Amazon. You should check it out. Yeah, get around um, to it. Oh, buddy, know. it's written for you. You'd love it. There's, there are not really any sky beams in it, and no, know. but it's all about fucking metal. It's about metal music. It's about a metal drummer in a metal band, and it rips ass. Hell yeah. Um. Okay, so it. Uh, I was looking up Reservoir Dogs. Mm-hmm. Did not get nominated for any Oscars. Um. But so it was written by Tarantino, but directed by Tony Scott, who famously directed a ton of Denzel Washington movies and then uh, committed suicide when he found out he had a terminal illness. That's too bad. Ridley's brother. Yes. Did Um, uh, Top Gun. mm -hmm. And did uh, Beverly Hills Cop 2 and Man on Fire, the assault on Precinct 13. Yeah. Or no, Taking a Pelham 123, the reboot. Um, Good director. I really like Tony Scott. Really sad. Yeah. Every time, because I always forget that happened. So anytime I look up or think about a Tony Scott movie or watch a Tony Scott movie, I'm reminded that he had a sad ending, but also on his own terms. So that's kind of powerful. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I had not seen this movie in probably 15 years. When was the last time you saw this movie? Uh, probably about five years ago. What's your what's your experience with it? Walk me through it. Uh, it was one of my VHSs, like oh yeah, at the age of 18. So mm-hmm. and this movie is about perfect for 18 19 20 year old kids yeah. like this is this is definitely that uh college like dorm yeah like, genre of that time but, it, but and I it's mean, almost like more respectable though like it's oh not, yeah like like boondock saints and like uh uh blow those movies are on one level of that yeah. college dorm white male level this was a little more heady a little more artistic than that yeah plus you have the uh you get that card up your sleeve of the cast yeah oh, they're like brilliant and not a lot of people had seen the movie like the cast it, is great and also if you look at it to 1993 the cast is fucking great oh yeah like it's wild the amount of people in this yeah um well, brad pitt was they wanted brad pitt to be clarence oh wow that's interesting yeah. and he's like i can't do that i'm about to be a giant movie star but yeah. i'll be floyd yeah and floyd's great he, he's great as him yeah. Um, Margot Robbie said it was her favorite stoner character ever. It's also oh. her favorite movie ever. And I guess she walked down the aisle to the Calypso song. Oh, that's awesome. The Yeah. So, saw her doing an interview with Brad Pitt where they were doing uh, uh, the Tarantino movie. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. The pressers, Hollywood one. Just like gushing about true romance. That's awesome. I Now, see, what I think is so funny about this is I... This is uh first off, this is Quentin Tarantino's, even though he didn't direct it, he wrote it. This is his highest rated Rotten Tomatoes film. Really? It's high, it's a it's got a 93%, which is I, I we joke a lot about Rotten Tomatoes, but it's really hard to get a 93%. That's a yeah. high praise. Pulp fiction and reservoir dogs both have 92%. I mean, it's it's just a tool, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not the end all be all. So you gotta use the and it's a representation of a lot of subjective subjective takes anyways so yeah you know it's front tomatoes it is what it is and it you know yeah but that but that's crazy to think mm-hmm. and and i also say, considering ebert hated it not ebert oh, is that true siskel siskel hated it ebert oh, thought wow. it was fine yeah not great but fine ebert was fine with it siskel yeah he, he had a stick up his butt i that's so that blows my mind yeah because ebert ebert had a better tent i i i tend to see it, eye to eye with ebert a it is more. really interesting though just uh how much tarantino mm-hmm. changed film 
mm-hmm. uh, with his hyper violence mm-hmm. in the early nineties with his screenplays, his big screenplay movies, this and uh, uh, Reservoir, Pulp Fiction. Uh, no, no, no. natural born killers, natural born killers. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, his movies after that, like, like prestige movies were period pieces. Yeah. And well, like, that's a line in the a line in it later is that, uh, Oscar, all the Oscar movies now are unwatchable movies from unreadable books. Yeah. And that's, that's a line in this, in the script of this movie. So that not only did he do what you're describing, he was aware that that's what he wanted. He wanted to do that. Also, it's fun, uh, watching this movie because, uh, like some of the research I'll always do is go on YouTube and try and find as much stuff as I can. And true romance is a really hard movie to look for on YouTube yeah. because, there are so many scenes where oh, it's just yeah. like, oh, here's the Sicilian scene. Mm-hmm, here's mm-hmm. the Drexel scene. It's just like because it's a Tarantino movie. And that's yeah. one of the things he does. Uh, and it's interesting to note because apparently this movie was going to be uh, nonlinear. And that's oh, how yeah. Tarantino wrote it, much like all of his other yeah. early movies. And, and I think that. Uh... And Clarence was supposed to die at the end. Much like every other fucking movie ever, uh, when we rewatch it on the podcast or, to, or when I rewatch it in my adult life, I realize f- I fucking had no idea what the actual plot was back in the day. Or if I did, yeah. I totally forgot it. I really loved the story of this. I loved the beats of it. And I think the reason why I enjoy this so much, as opposed to some of the other Tarantino stuff, which I like in theory, but I don't want to fucking watch again. But this is very similar to, I don't know if you've ever seen the Wes Anderson film bottle rocket, but that no. was his first directorial movie when he's like, a, he's right out of college. It's Owen Wilson and Luke Wilson and him. And it's, it's very, very good, but it's, it's him when all of this weird Wes Anderson shit is still so raw yeah. that we're seeing him try to mix it with what real filmmaking is and what everything is. And that's what I love about this is this is Quentin Tarantino when he's still so raw. He hasn't gone up his own ass yet. And then you have Tony Scott, who's a great director, putting it all together in a, in a way that. Yeah, um, there's no there's no 30 minute inglorious bastard dinner scene of all yeah, dialogue yeah. that like is, you know, Quentin Tarantino just being like, I can do whatever I want. Exactly. A, it, but there is still those things like. Of course, he's going to go see the three uh, 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 Sonny Chiba movies. movies. Yeah. Yeah. Like there is that stuff in there and it's played well. It's just played differently than if he would have directed it. I I wonder, I cannot imagine this would have been a a better movie had he directed it. I think it's perfect the way it is. Um, uh, Okay. So we'll uh, let's go through the. the Let's go through it. Yeah. Let's get the movie. Oh, oh, there's one thing that I saw that I thought was very funny was. First off, okay, so first off, this is just a fun story for me in this fucking movie. Yeah. Was I was going to watch this movie on Thursday night by myself, you know, just fucking on Thursday night. What night? What? Let me look at my calendar. Uh, Thursday, April 22nd, 2021. I was going to sit down and watch this movie. I pulled it up on Hulu. I pressed play. It starts playing, and I'm like, you know what? No, I think Stacy will like this one. So well, let's wait till Saturday. We'll watch it on Saturday night together and enjoy yeah. it. So I turn it off on Thursday, April 22nd. On Saturday, April 24th, last night, we sit down 
we turn it. We have we have our snacks and some ice cream. We uh-huh. turn it on. I bring it up on Hulu. I go to press play, and it says uh, you need the stars, stars extension to have watch it. And I was like, "What the fuck?" And Stacey's like, "Oh yeah, didn't we cancel stars?" And I was like, "Why? When?" We looked it up. Our stars expired on Friday, April twenty third, oh. <laughs> and she could not stop laughing about it about how fucking stupid it was. We were trying to save yeah. nine dollars a month. And so then we ended up buying stars. <laughs> Reing up. So you fucking got me stars, you piece of shit. Movies, uh, movies, 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 movies. Damn. That was one of the movies, last commercials. Movies. Uh, when we did the podcast the old way, where we had commercials. Oh, yeah. That was one of the last ones. Fun. Um, but and then the other thing that I think is kind of funny that I want to say before we get into the beats is apparently on the DVD commentary, Quentin Tarantino admitted that this is the most autobi- autobiographical movie yeah. he's ever made. And it's oh, like, 100%. Yeah, like, no shit. <laughs> yeah, no no shit. Also, it's totally like incel fantasy boy shit. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like Clarence is an incel. Mm-hmm. Like, and meets the girl of his dreams and then like runs off. Yeah, becomes yeah. a badass and everything. He yeah. and, and imagine if this would have came out, this movie couldn't have come out in 98 like if we all would have known what the fuck Tarantino was like, oh and yeah, if we saw Christians later, we'd be like, oh okay. But I do like see. seeing him be that character and then later learning that that's what Tarantino's like is one thing. But if we yeah. would have just seen him doing an impression of Tarantino after we all knew what Tarantino was like, that'd be a different thing, you know. I do have to say, of all of our films, uh, in Christian Slaperl, I know yeah. it's not the biggest leap considering he was a lot younger in him, mm-hmm. but uh he is fucking great in this like yeah. this is like the culmination of his jd and mm-hmm. like all of his characters brian this, yeah they all became clarence basically yeah. like, this is when i think he, i bet you that he was able to be like i want to just go make cool movies or good movies now like he w- yeah. didn't have to take every um, role anymore right yeah unfortunately we'll get into it later uh yeah. his his power it kind of brought him down all right so let's jump into it now yes it starts off with him uh just meeting a random blonde lady at this diner uh movie and he's, theater he's talking no they're, oh, yeah. they're, they're right. at a diner first and he's talking about how like or a bar he'd fuck elvis he says he'd, he'd fuck elvis and i love how he like kind of like gets real quiet when he looks around he's like i'd fuck elvis you know? Yeah, and she's like, I fuck Elvis, and he's like, Oh, good. It's nice to have something in common with people. Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, Plus, we get a good uh, cringy f bomb up top. Which, which one? Oh, uh, the slur. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I did not hear that. He's oh. like, I, I'm no f word, but I. Oh I'd, wow. I but I fuck Elvis. That's very interesting to me because it's the uh, '90s and people just flippantly. Use that word still. Well, not it's only just, it really takes you out of anything nowadays, you know. Yeah. Oh, totally. The, uh, we just rewatched. I didn't mention it earlier, that, but it's it's kind of like when you hear retard in a PG movie. Totally, totally. <laughs> and you're like, uh, whoa. Or, or when you hear your co-host say it on a podcast you're currently doing live. Uh, that's the thing with um. There's a thing. Uh, I'm trying to look through my notes. I'm trying to scroll through. I. I uh, didn't think they used that until like an hour and 20 minutes in because I marked it. And I was like, wow, this movie made it this far without using the F word. But no, it was apparently fucking seconds in. I probably yeah. was still getting my ice cream ready. You were. 
That's very, very, very interesting. Um, but but so then also, you, yeah, it's used to like let you know that Clarence isn't like a great Mm-mm. person. Yeah, you, Clarence is back. Clarence is opposite of what he is also, in most of those other movies. He is a fucking. I never, I never really pieced together that he's just crazy from go, and they're letting you know that. Yeah, he's a sociopath. Uh huh. Um, and so he, so he says he invites this random girl to go see. Uh, three uh, Sunny Chiba movies, the Street Fighter trilogy. Uh, and uh, no, she's like, I don't give a fuck. She's like, yeah. I don't want to do it. So um, he ends up going by himself. Uh, oh, and then at this point, too, the credits are, are rolling through and you see produced by Harvey Weinstein and you're like, oh, yeah, fuck. <laughs> Goddamn. Uh, but he's like, that's uh, they go to the theater and then we meet Alabama. Alabama Worley. Yeah. Who is Patricia Arquette, and she is um, wandering in. Who, uh, friend of the show, real Shiro, uh, Kathy Humes, has apparently waited on Patricia Arquette before oh. in the past and said she was very nice. I bet she's nice. Yeah, she seems great. Um, so that's exciting. Uh, I like so she like shows up in this sparse theater where he's watching this triple feature, which my God, <laughs> I yeah. can't imagine watching three well, hour and a half long movies in a row. And sitting through all the fucking cigarette smoke. Mm-hmm. That's literally my note because she asks him if she can smoke, and just the seeing somebody uh, smoke in a theater makes me fucking puke on a fucking vomit. Could you imagine that? No, like, and I'm sure just I was in a cloud of smoke. I'm sure I up. was in theaters when people were smoking. I might have been in theaters with people smoking. You know. Uh huh. But it just fucking oh, it, it feels bygone. It's like when you see somebody smoke on an airplane in a TV show or movie, you're like, oh, well, they why can't you smoke on an airplane? They got ashtrays in the bathroom for a reason. Thank you. Um, I and watching that, I it made me really so. Literally, I was there's a lot of me when I go through my notes in this. There's a lot of me taking a note and then immediately like the note changes because of what happens next, yeah. and I'm like. God, I miss going to theaters. Oh, fuck. I'd puke if she started smoking. Uh, I had to pop some corn at that scene. They were I, eating popcorn. It's just like you can't, I can't literally watch a movie had, with popcorn. I looked for popcorn at that point, and we didn't have any. Um, sorry. We're in a weird, sorry. No, we're doing groceries tonight. We're at a weird place where we're like, we literally have no food right now. We oh. have like barbecue sauce. <laughs> That's Thank it. you, man. It's crazy. Um. Then they so she they meet up and she kind of sits next to him and they start chatting it up. And then she asks him after the movie if he wants to go get some pie because she likes to go after a movie, she likes to get pie and talk about it. Which yeah. fucking which that just great. sounds that, yeah, awesome. exactly. That's your thing, man. I love pie. I love going to a diner and getting some pie and hanging out. Yeah. Um a pie at a diner is a way to like rent a booth. Yeah. For a good while. Totally. You know, totally. until they get upset with you. And then you're like, all right. I'll take some coffee. Uh, and then our incel bud, uh, Christian Slater, asks her all of these, like, who's your favorites? And she says her favorite musician is Phil Spector. And you're like, oh, that's a red <laughs> flag. We don't even know that yet. Yeah, that's a red flag. Um, and then she says that, like, her who she loves or who she's in love with. And she says Mickey Rourke, which was funny because at that moment I was like, wait, isn't he in this movie? And that's when I found out that tom sizemore no 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 that drexel oh. i thought drexel was mickey rourke drexel's oh. gary oldman uh-huh uh, young man there yeah right and wow gary oldman is phenomenal 
Like, oh, yeah. I thought that was Mickey Rourke playing that character from when the I'd Ga- seen it 15 years ago. The Gary know? Oldman scene and the Christopher Walken scene, like, yeah. are just like... They do it. They get yeah. that going. Uh, so so they have this diner. Then he takes her to his his job, which he works at a really cool comic book store. Also, it really grounded. it. Like, immediately, I was like, oh, this is Detroit. It, like, felt like Detroit. It was really mm-hmm. cool. Um, well, they were drinking Tim Hortons. They were, for sure. Yeah. Um, the, he goes to his comic book store, and I like that element because, like, today you might see a movie where somebody works at a comic book store, and you're like, oh, cool. But in 1993, a comic book store was not, like, a place to set your character from. You know? No. Uh-uh. So that was really interesting. And I like the line that he's like, um, uh, I get to hang out, bullshit, and read comics. And I'm like, bah, the goal. You yeah, know? you're living the dream. Yeah. Um, then they go back to their place. They bone fuck hard, you know, full on. Yeah. You get some good Christian Slater, but yeah, you see penetration. You get some, you get some uh, R cat boobs. Yeah. You, you see know? head of cock on labia. It's pretty fun. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> What's that? You Maybe I watched her. a different movie at that point. <laughs> you get to see her lick his pubes. Wait, is that a person? Is that, a, you know, how, like uh, invented a new guy. I'm a new guy. I watch a movie and whenever there's a sex scene, I flip to my phone and watch a graphic porn fuck scene. And then I go back to the movie and pretend that that's how they fucked. <laughs> um, okay. So then he wakes up in the middle of the night. She's gone. He notices the windows open and wonderful. He can just walk out his window onto a billboard. It's fucking which rules, is dude. Cool I want as hell. his life. Yeah. Cool. Like, as hell. Stop the movie there. Yeah. And that guy's a great dude. Everything's cool. He works at a comic book store. He got to bang this cute girl who likes him, who he gets along with, you know, end it. Yeah. But he walks out well, onto his, his, his billboard. And that's when he finds out that she's actually a sex worker who was hired by his boss. Cool boss. Cool. Great boss. Uh, to right. like, basically fuck him and because he deserves, you know, to relax. Yeah. So what I'm thinking, even though he doesn't have that stressful of a job or no, life, what I'm thinking there is because we're we've been in we've been uh, introduced to uh, this character. What's his name? Cleveland? Clarence. Clarence. We've been introduced to Clarence, but everybody else in the movie already knows Clarence. So like the boss is like, that guy's going to fucking blow up a school. We got to get him <laughs> some sex. So he settles down. All he, all he does is go to fucking Kung Fu movies three hours yeah. at a time. Nine hour. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that, that read into it to me there. I was like, Oh, that's a, okay. That's interesting. Um, but basically she tells him that, uh, you know, she only did that, you know, but now she's falling for him because, and he's like, I love like, you. Yeah. He's like, this rules. I think you're great. This is cool as hell. Best that, birthday that's I've ever a had. great scene too, is him out there. Yeah. Yeah. And like he they're, to- they're good, dumb, young kids in a yeah. toxic, beautiful relationship. And that's when he tells her like from get, he says for the first time, something rotten in Denmark. Uh, yeah. which is a uh, Hamlet line. Mm-hmm. Uh, something's rotten in the state of Denmark. And so he brings that up and he says that line. Um, but he also, which is interesting, you know, fun, but he also brings up, I'm just glad you didn't have a dick. And you're like, okay, buddy, pull it back. <laughs> uh, yeah. And he, oh, she says that she's a call girl and he's like, oh, you're a whore? And she's like, no, I'm a call girl. And there's a difference and you should know that. And I thought like, yeah, sex work is real work. That's fun. I like this. I like the her telling him like it is. Uh, and yeah, then she plus, says she's been a I call like girl. Clarence for- getting called on his bullshit. Yes, which he obviously doesn't. Uh, 
which she, and then she also says that she's been a call girl for four days, which is yeah. pretty funny. And his, he's his third customer. Yeah. And the music through all of this is the Little Mermaid soundtrack. I don't know if you noticed that, but it's yeah. just, it literally, it's not exactly the Little Mermaid soundtrack, but it's like, it's like, you know, when they edit a movie and they don't have the rights to the music yet, Hans so they just Zimmer's, put a different music it's, in there. Everybody knows it. Hans Zimmer's You're So Cool. Yeah, sure. Fair enough. It's like Calypso uh, music. Calypso, yeah. Bonk, donk, donk, donk. Um, wait a minute. Is that what you've been talking about this whole fucking time? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that's what Calypso music was. You yeah. mentioned it earlier. I thought it was just some band I never fucking heard of. <laughs> that's fun. See, I'm learning stuff. I'm like, yeah. uh, I'm like Punky Brewster in that documentary I mentioned. There earlier. it is. I uh, and it's a great cut scene immediately after that because mm-hmm. it's them running out of the courthouse having just got married like mm-hmm. the next morning yeah. jumping into clarence's badass purple cadillac and going to get tattoos yeah it's really fun and how you can just tell how they're how fucking problematic those two are oh yeah like how if you knew those people in your life which you probably have known people like that they're like oh god they're coming over fucking all right well hide your money whatever money's laying around make sure it's put put it in your drawer or something lock it away yeah uh now look at how much crazy shit happens just from those two coming together yeah now i have a question in this part some point i missed something i don't know if i looked away if i looked at my phone or something but what does she tell him about drexel that makes him so goddamn mad at drexel that it was uh, her pimp, basically. But is it just that he finds out? He finds out that that's his that she has a pimp, and so yep. then she wants to, he wants to murder him because of that. Was yep. there something where like he beat her or he like you know uh, forced no. her into this or anything? Because I feel like it that happened so fast. But literally, I was like, I probably just missed a line or something. Yeah. Um, they show that scene with uh Drexel and Nick Fury and those dudes talking about uh. <laughs> Uh, eating a box. Eating That's a how you know it was the nineties, man. Yeah. The sure. fucking stupid macho non pussy eating bullshit. Yeah. You know? And it's really funny because like the way Nick, Nick uh, Fury, Samuel looks, L. Sam Jackson. Jackson. Yeah. He looks exactly like he does in captain Marvel. So you're like, Oh, I wonder if they did that thing <laughs> where they use like actual like footage yeah. of this to build his look in that. Um, and then you see Drexel fucking blow those fuckers away. And you're like, oh, boy, Drexel is a badass. Yeah. Uh, Gary and, Oldman. And he's Gary Oldman. He's the pimp. And he's kind of like a drug lord. He works with the mafia and stuff. And he it's it's just very interesting to see him like, ghost, 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 kill all these people in the room. And then the next thing you know is like, oh, our boy Clarence wants to go toe to toe with him. <laughs> it's like, oh, boy. Yeah. And I couldn't remember how all this happened. Um. Uh, I couldn't remember like all the ins and outs, mm-hmm. uh, but I thought it was really in. I liked the storytelling. I liked how they showed that. Then he's like, I'm going to go after him. I'm going to go get him, get you free from him or whatever, you know? Yeah. And he already had a gun. Yeah. Clarence. And he takes a gun and he goes to Drexel. Well, prior to that, Clarence goes to the bathroom, has himself oh. a little conversation. Yeah. With Elvis Presley. Val Kilmer. Yeah. And is it ever mentioned that it's Val Kilmer? Uh, yeah is it in the the, credits he's in the credits okay as mentor okay yeah because i couldn't find anywhere that i that like it's one of those things that everyone was like yes that's velcomore but i couldn't find it facted well they didn't want to show his face yeah because they wanted it to be elvis 
well and legally uh they didn't want it to be too uh close to elvis's likeness oh so that like priscilla wouldn't sue him or some shit uh yeah yeah because they couldn't get the clearance from uh the estate oh that's to either funny. have that's elvis's music or his likeness in the movie that's funny um so like Elvis is kind of like his like conscious almost like his Jiminy Cricket and telling him you can go do this. You got to go stand yeah. up for your woman. And there's it's actually that reminded me there's a book called Slam by Nick Hornby. That mm -hmm. is a very similar a similar. It's not the same as this movie at all, but as a similar thing where it's about a kid who gets his girlfriend pregnant when he's like 16 and his mentor, his Jiminy Cricket is Tony Hawk. And it's really it's a really great book. Huh. And it's like at all these different times in his life, he's Tony Hawk is there to give him advice. And it's always advice ripped from an interview that Tony Hawk already had, yeah. you know? And so it's interesting it's too, that he has uh, Elvis as a mentor because he doesn't have a, uh, we later find out he doesn't have much of a relationship with his dad at all. That's right. Yeah. Um, so that, yeah, we, that's when we're figuring out Gary Oldman's insane. Uh, Clarence heads over to his crack den uh, which looks, I mean, again, this looks like looks a cool like, place. Looks like I'd Ham, hang out there. Yeah, it looks like Hamtramck. It looks like Detroit. Like you, I feel like I've been by that. It's got some there. EDM. Yeah, it's got some really delicious looking Chinese food. Yeah, you um, know, he's he's a very cultural guy. He's pulling from everything. That's right. Now, Reem, why don't you uh, kind of explain the setup and what happens in this situation? And also talk about maybe what's going on on the television, okay? Oh yeah, and yeah. then all and yeah, you just explain all that by yourself, okay? Yeah. So, anyways, uh, Clarence shows up to Drexel's because he he's basically there to get Alabama's things and and pay him off and be like, here, here's some money, uh, here's an envelope, it's pretty much my peace of mind, uh basically and uh, so drexel opens up the envelope and the envelope's empty and clarence is fucking just locked in on drexel and this is what you're talking about on the tv because uh it's a great line uh gary oldman is talking about ever since clarence walked in to the room like his eyes have just been locked on drexel from the moment he walked in all he's been looking at is Drexel and Drexel while he's enjoying his nice Chinese dinner yeah. is like, uh, have now, an egg roll. He says, yeah. He's like, now I noticed ever since you walked in here, your eyes have been locked on me. And, uh, I got a TV show in the background with naked women on it. And you haven't even looked at them. Yeah. He's there's like, a titty on screen. You ain't even seen it. Yeah. He's like great line where he's like, now I know I'm pretty, but I ain't as pretty as a pair of titties. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and he goes, uh, so he says that, right? Yeah. And then Drex or uh, Clarence, without missing a beat, looks, stares him dead in the eyes. And he goes, I ain't looked at that titty because I watched that movie seven years ago. That was the Mac starring yeah. Julian, Max Julian, Carol Speed and Richard Pryor. Yeah. We which I have back into Christian Slater. a DVD of right here. Oh, wow. <laughs> Isn't that rad? Uh-huh. I won this DVD of the Mac because I did uh uh Uni Francis and uh I don't know, a couple other guys. They used to have a it was it was like called like fuck, I can't think of the name. Ghetto trivia or something. Right. And I won the night I did it. It was like it's like a bunch oh. of like 
ghetto like street rap trivia it, games that they get I dumb used, white guys to play. I used to rent that at Blockbuster. Yeah. The Mac. Isn't so that fun? Uh, after renting it for two days, it was the return of the Mac. Oh, that's pretty good. Uh, see, right now, check this out. Watch this, Reem. This is just for you, but check it out. Ready? The Mac. Mm-hmm. The Mac and me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just thought that was so fucking exciting when I was watching this, and I'm like, the Mac? I own the Mac on DVD. <laughs> There's titties in it. I got to put that in. Yeah. Um. And so, yeah. So, basically, Clarence is like, well, that's why not why I'm fucking watching it, and I'm not scared of you. I just want to let you get, know that this is it. We're done. And it gives him the envelope. Yeah. And the envelope's empty. Pretty much Clarence walking in there with big balls or as Drexel would say, mm-hmm. we got a Charlie fucking Bronson over here. Yeah. Oh, is that what? That's funny. I thought yeah. he said, I thought I thought he said we got a Charlie Brown over here. No, no. Deathwish. <laughs> it makes more sense. He's fucking it makes more sense. Yeah. Walking in there like he's the fucking man. And then as a result. Clarence gets his fucking ass kicked. Oh, yeah. He just uh, he takes that tray and he's like, I don't care. Delicious food. He's like, I don't care what happens with Alabama. We can let her go. And then he sets the tray and then he throws the tray at him and jumps over the table. And uh, Drexel attacks Clarence. Only Um, wearing boxers in a robe, man. Yeah, man. That's I got a fight wearing that. What are you? uh, I just I just want boxer. I don't want to be Drexel, but I want Drexel's life. Oh, yeah. He had a good life. Just eating Chinese food and boxers. Listening to some good EDM and the music really picks up too. Oh, it's the Mortal Kombat right. soundtrack. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and so they're fighting, and Clarence gets grabbed from the back by Marty, Drexel's like henchman. Yeah. And then falls to the floor. And then so it's Drexel on top of Clarence, who's laying on top of Marty. And at one point, Clarence smashes his head back and it makes Marty's nose bleed. And boy, did I feel bad for Marty at that moment. Like <laughs> that's got to suck to have a big old head smashing into your nose. Uh-huh. Um, and that's when Drexel's like beating the shit out of him and it starts yelling. You must have thought it was white boy day. It's not white boy day, is it? Which is funny because remember Drexel's a white, a white boy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and that's also this is where I first made note. To it's be also, honest, yeah. I'm surprised that we've made it 31 minutes before we heard a white guy say the n-word in this movie so pretty yeah. good pretty yeah, good yeah by tarantino standards that's that's yeah, pretty yeah. good um and then they're fighting he ends up uh uh how does he what does he first do does he stab drexel how does he first hurt drexel oh well drexel's distracted because they kick the shit out of christian slater they yeah. think he's subdued yeah they grab his wallet out oh that's right and he gets his address and he tells yeah. Marty to go pick up Alabama from there. Uh huh. And then about that time, uh, Drexel can feel some cold steel. Yep. Right in his fucking balls. That's right. Yeah. So he pulls out his gun, fucking fires it off, uh, shoots Drexel, then shoots Marty. And literally, my notes just say, Marty, no. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I said that uh, he took out Drexel with extreme prejudice. <laughs> yeah. And he yells at one of the uh, other girls there mm-hmm. uh, to grab Alabama's thing. Yeah. He says, get Alabama's stuff, throw it in a bag. Everybody, so they're just everybody's like, freaking out. Mm-hmm. He gets that bag and he's out like Swayze. Yeah. Um, I feel like uh, I wrote in my notes here that I feel like we needed a little more of seeing Clarence be a sociopath. Yeah. But in now that we're retelling the story, I actually think it's kind of nice. I think it's more of a well, shock. Well, the next scene is one of my favorite uh, Clarence moments in the movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is, uh, you know, 
it cuts a- a- after that big shootout with Drexel and the big Drexel scene. And Marty cuts- dies. Yeah. Yeah. Rest in peace, Marty. Rip Marty. Uh, it, Apparently it, in the book or in the the script, uh-huh. Marty didn't die. <laughs> Apparently Marty lived in the script. And I was like, why kill Marty? Fuck it. Goddamn. Yeah. I want to see the Tarantino cut. Yeah. There's nine black people in this movie. And I think all of them die. <laughs> uh, well, anyways, it, it cuts to Alabama. She's sitting at home in yeah. the comic book shop addict or whatever they yeah. live. Their cool little house. They're watching TV. She's smoking cigarettes. She's nervous as shit because her new husband just went off to, but you know, have it out with a fucking pimp. Yeah. Old pimp. So he finally shows up. He's got a couple of burgers. Yeah. Because they're young and they eat burgers every fucking time they get a chance. He throws the burgers down and he's just like, this is the best best damn Salisbury stick I ever had. Yeah. Exactly. He's best damn burger. He's housing this burger. Yeah. Well, it's because you just like, murdered people. Yeah. You fucking exactly. nut. No, I know. Yeah. I just, that energy of him that after made me just hungry. murdering a guy and just like pounding this burger down. I wanted a grill. I wanted like a Bebop's burger, Kringle oh. fries, and a drink oh. last night watching this. That scene. Yeah. Later, too, he comes, he shows up later, he gets more burgers, and it's the same yeah. idea. The two biggest fucking chili cheeseburgers you got with chili fries. Mm hmm. In L.A., um, L.A., but no, uh, it, it's a great scene too because it just shows how she's toxic and cute they are. They're because, the Joker and Harley Quinn. Yeah. Well, she starts crying. Yeah, and he thinks at, she's. He's like, "What were you in love with him?" Yeah. You know. And then she was like, "No, that's the most romantic thing." Yeah. Anybody's ever done for me. Yeah, and so then he shows her her clothes, and she opens up the suitcase, and uh oh. The suitcase is full of cocaine. It's not Hell full yeah. of the clothes. And what do you bet in the script that Tarantino was like? Uh, they open the suitcase and it's full of cocaine, like 30 big bags packed with cocaine. You know, enough for like one person to use over an hour. <laughs> uh, what if they opened it up and it was Marcellus? Uh, oh, what Wiley. Marcellus Wallace not, looked like? Not Marcellus Wiley. His wife his uh Yeah. Soul. Soul. The is. gold soul. I yeah. saw an interview with Tarantino recently where he was talking about that, about how the uh, like the interviewer asked him, like, so do people just always come up to you and tell you uh, and ask you what you think or tell you. Hold on. People do people come up to you and tell you what they think was in the suitcase. And Tarantino said, no, people always come up to me and ask me what was in the suitcase. He's like, I would love it if people were coming up to me and being like, I think yeah, no this. shit. But he's like, but instead, they're always just like, what was it? what was in there and he's like it doesn't matter what i think i want to what you think is what's right you know? yeah and i think that's really interesting yeah um, also very lazy writing <laughs> i mean like if you're gonna do it might as well leave a you know leave it empty um uh and then they cut to dennis hopper who's great and his pooch he's really good oh yeah his puppy dog um uh he lives in a trailer out by the tracks yep, yep. he's clarence's dad he's an ex-cop he calls him daddy, but he almost calls him. I, I'm not trying to make a joke, but it's almost like he calls him zaddy. Uh huh. He it's like the way he I put captionings on, and it is daddy. But when he calls him that, he calls it in like such a weird way that it sounds like he's doing it like a nickname. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah. Well, he might need a nickname. He doesn't even fucking know his dad. There's a great scene where so he they get there and his dad's apparently sober. And Christian Slater's like wiling out and he's telling uh, Alabama, he's like, uh, 
I keep thinking their names are Cleveland and Alabama, but it's not. It's <laughs> Clarence and Alabama. Uh, and so Clarence is telling Alabama, like, oh, we could get it'd be we need some beer. And he has a great line where he's like, go to the store. Uh, there's a you know, the dad says there's a store on the corner. And he's like, all right, go to the store and get some, get a six pack of something. And he says, uh, it's hard to tell you what kind to get because different places have different things. Yeah. And I thought that was just, what, what an w- interesting thing to say. You know? Well, that's again, that's that whole fucking Tarantino dialogue. Yeah. Where it's like, I'm, go- I'm going to give this more realism mm-hmm. by having people talk about stupid bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, exactly. Uh, which I, which I'm all there for. And that's the thing it's, that I think it's, it's done. like the, yeah, it's so much done well in this, as opposed to in, uh, Hollywood, which or uh, whatever right. it's called, which is fine, but it's like in that it's, it's refined. It's like a tip of a knife the way he does it. It's I like, like it one like of my, this when it's sloppy. It's like one of my favorite, uh, lines in Pulp Fiction mm-hmm. is, uh, when he talk he's talking about his coffee. Oh yeah. And it's like, uh, my wife, she buys the bullshit you know mm-hmm. yeah yeah um and i thought at this point i made a note that's for me and you uh but when he sits there and has that conversation with his dad where he kind of explains it yeah how fucked up would it be if the, him and his dad talked the same way that him and his dad talked in heathers <laughs> where it's like <laughs> son i killed some drug dealer well dad maybe I, you know see that's that's what is fun too about the Dennis Hopper character because they don't have a good relationship. No, and, and, and he's good. He's a good. Well, yeah. he's not scenes, good, but he's an interesting character. Yeah, in two scenes, they're pretty much able to like fix their estranged relationship. Yeah, because uh, basically Clarence is coming to be like, "Hey, Dad, you're an ex-cop. Did you find out anything about me killing this guy?" Yeah. Ask your friends. It's uh. I really like that the way that worked. Um, I don't like De- I don't like Dennis Hopper's character, but I like. I love I mean, the fact do, that he but... just got done being Super Mario. Oh, for sure, yeah. It's fun when you uh, think he of... just got done being King Koopa with Samantha Mathis. Yeah, all as... I think about in these movies, in any movie from like ten years ago, is like they yell "cut" and then immediately what the fuck was happening? <laughs> you know? Yeah, hundred uh, percent. God, it's really funny. Um. Then they show we get our first view of Dicky, uh, Michael Rappaport. Hell who yeah! I he's hate. so really. I hate Michael Rappaport. Yeah, huh. I, he's. I think he's great in this. Actually, I think this is probably the only thing oh, I've ever fully enjoyed in him in. But I, I hate, and I not just do I enjoy him, but I think he's playing a really interesting character, and yeah. I think he acts his ass off in this, and I think he sucks in everything else, and I think he sucks as a person. Um, but uh. We see him like trying to get on that show with a casting agent who's TJ con- Hooker. He's trying to get on the new TJ Hooker. Yeah. Which wasn't a real show, but it felt real. Like, yeah, like, oh yeah, in the 90s, they tried to do TJ Hooker again. That makes sense. Uh-huh. Uh, and the casting director is Conchita Farrell, who's an actress who's in a ton of stuff. She was on um Two and a Half, and a half Men, Men and yeah. Mr. Deeds. Yeah. And she just died last year. She died in oh. October. Yeah. Um, but I thought that scene was really good. How it like the acting was nothing. Oh, yeah. And then later we find out he got the job and it's like so easy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Plus it's got they, some good use of the big boppers. Uh, music. No, no, no. That's later on. That's coming up later on. Cause oh. we're still, we still got to say oh, goodbye yeah, to the dad. Yeah. So he says goodbye to the dad. They go and they, you know, and they say that they're heading to LA to go see Michael Rappaport about uh, 
whatever. They don't say they're trying to sell the drugs, but that's what they want to do is he wants to go there to sell this cocaine in, in L.A. Um, and when they leave Alabama, like fucking makes out with Dennis Hopper. And yeah. he's like, and he's like kissing her back. And it, and then Chris is there's like, Hey, Scott, Scott. <laughs> it's really funny. Yeah, um, and then he's like, well, it's a callback too, because, uh, Christian Slater, when he's Alabama goes to the store to buy some beer, uh, he's like, yeah, dad, she tastes like peaches. That's right. And then he goes, <laughs> wow, she does taste like peaches. And of yeah. course, uh, what's his name from, uh, uh, face off. He could eat a peach for hours. <laughs> Um, uh, that's when we they're they're driving and they immediately like we don't need to show the Midwest or the mountains or anything. We're gonna go from no. Detroit to fucking the outside Vegas. Yeah, they're in the desert, and that's when he calls him, and that's when the big bopper, uh, "Hello, baby," as he's saying the line, "Hello, baby." Yeah, that's when he says that's the song kicks on, and the the song hits two other beats too, when he's like, uh, "All your money problems are gonna go away," and Michael Rapport's like. I, what money problems and then the big bopper's like money money or something like that yeah and then um, he bang then they bang in the the phone booth phone booth yeah and they're that's, gonna they're gonna go to la and mm-hmm. we get to one of the more iconic scenes in the movie yeah and so then they're on their way to la to sell the cocaine with uh michael Rappaport. and then all of a sudden yeah that's when the mob shows up yeah so dennis hopper comes home with his dog and obviously he gets beaten in the head wakes up in his living room of his trailer and uh, uh, Christopher Walken is there. And Christopher Walken is the consigliere. Yeah, uh, Christopher is, Walken and a lot of muscle. A lot of muscle. And, and Christopher Walken is the consigliere of basically like the godfather. Yeah. Uh, and, but he's also, they refer to him as a Don also. So it's kind of like he's also the main guy. Yeah. Um, And they have this long scene that's like, and I, uh, what I tweeted was, it feels like that scene between Christopher Walken and Dennis Hopper is like a 10-minute-long Boondock Saints poster. Well, it's <laughs> it's pretty intense, too. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, because you don't know. At any moment, somebody's going to fire off his, their guns and go crazy. Yeah, it's 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 a pretty great death scene. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. they Dennis cut his Hopper hand just and then they owns pour, it. They cut his hand, pour booze on it, which got a kill, and then they give him a towel for it, which I was like, well, that's really nice of you. Um, they offer him a cigarette. He says no. Later, he takes the cigarette. Real yeah. polite. Well, that that's one of the Tarantino said it was his favorite uh, scene he'd written until the opening scene of Inglorious Bastards. Oh, that's funny. It's also very racist. <laughs> like, uh, that's where I said uh, 54 minutes in, we got ourselves the N word from a, a, a white guy. Uh, well, it's also playing into, I mean, old, all those old mafia movies. Like they'd throw those that word around, yeah, the yeah. N word a lot. Like if you watch like Goodfellas, it's it's another way of saying that like these are bad people. Well, that's you yeah, know? That, that is that's the thing that's interesting about this because yes, that is true. And the way he explains that the Sicilian people, uh, you know, have African blood and stuff, yeah. and that's what drives Christopher Walken crazy. But then later, yeah, because the cops who should also who shouldn't be bad guys. They also are saying shit like that. So it's kind of one of those things where like, no, your whole, your whole, I understand all cops are bastards, but your whole universe, if your whole universe has this mentality, then that's kind of your mentality. Like there's nobody ever in these movies that, I mean, maybe you're just leaving them out, but there's gotta be somebody who's like, whoa. (laughs) But it's important that Hopper never gives his son up. No, no, no. Which he could have. He could have. Yeah. And it's also like 
the chess move of him being like, all right, I'm just going to say some of the most offensive shit I can think of. Cause I know you Sicilians are racist. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm just going to tell you this story and, uh, Hey, maybe I'll not get tortured. Yeah. You know? I guess, yeah. That's, uh, I do. Yeah. So you, that is true. You're right. Um, during that scene, when he starts laughing, Christopher Watkins starts laughing. Yeah. And he tur- he looks around and looks at the guys, and all of a sudden you see Tony Soprano for the first time. You're yeah. Like, Whoa! Tony uh-huh. Soprano's been there the whole fucking time. The whole time. Uh, and then he get he he, I think he shoots him. He kisses yeah. him. Then he, he shoots him. He's laughing at the bodaciousness yes. and the balls. Yeah. Of Dennis Hopper's characters. Yeah. Like the bodaciousness of the story that Sicilians. Uh, have African blood bloodline, and, stuff, yeah. and that's how they got like their dark and just and dark him hair. having the balls to say all that to his yeah. face, knowing so he, who he is and what it he literally happen. gives him the kiss of death. Yeah, laughing. Yeah, he's like this fucking guy. He's like uh, he, he calls him a cantaloupe, which I guess yeah, was, was uh, uh, Christopher Walken like ad lib that. Well, that's like because I guess Dennis Hopper called him an eggplant, which is. I guess racist. So then it he is. called him a cantaloupe. And then yeah, in all the trivia, it's like the only ad-libbed part of that is cantaloupe and eggplant. And it's like, well, that just makes Tony or fucking Quentin Tarantino loves writing the N-word, you know. <laughs> uh, and, th- and then Christopher Walken pulls out his gun. Mm-hmm. It's a great scene. He shoots him right in the fucking face. Yep. A couple times. And then he says, I haven't killed anybody since 1983. Like yeah. that that just goes to show you like how pissed he was. Like he's yeah. like, all right, all right, I'm gonna kill this fucker. Yeah, yeah. Uh and that's it. Den- then that, that's- then we're just to LA. Uh yeah. they get to LA and we have our first sighting of Lloyd, the Brad Pitt character who rules. Yeah. He's just a stone dude on a couch. Uh so this is uh I guess one of Tarantino's least like the one thing he didn't like about the movie. And it oh, yeah. it goes really well with what uh we were talking about last week. But uh, he hated the uh, set production of uh, Floyd's and uh, Michael Rappaport's character, oh. uh, Ricky Dickie's apartment. Because oh. he's like, they're struggling, poor actors, and the move movie poster framings that they have on their wall, like the frames alone, would cost like ten thousand sure, dollars. Like sure. none of the posters are just like placard on the wall. You know, and he's like, but they did have this poster for this obscure movie. So I'm glad that was there. But yeah, they but wouldn't have been, been able to afford that. Yeah, it would have been taped on the wall, you which know? again, I just think it's fun picking apart uh, set productions like yeah. that. So I uh, so, uh, yeah, that's 100 percent of you. I like when he's like, I, so we're going to sell this cocaine. He's like, did you get my note, my letter? And uh, Rappaport goes, I'm not Joe cocaine. OK. And I thought that's <laughs> a really funny line. Yeah. Uh, I don't have a pot to piss in, a window to throw it out. All I got is Floyd. <laughs> That's another thing Rappaport says. Just Brad Pitt stoned on the couch. Yeah. And so he's like, but I might know a guy. And so he knows this guy named, uh, what's his name? Balki Baltakamus. That is right. Uh, yeah. who's playing- and then he calls him up. And he's like, hey, I need to sell some cocaine. He's like. Don't be so ridiculous. Yeah. Well, see, though, that's the thing. Oh, I'm I'm wrong. That's when Balky's the guy that says, I'm not Joe Cocaine. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, but what's funny is I looked this up. So it is. It's it's Bronson Pinchot who played Balky Potakamas on Perfect Strangers. Like this is the height. The Perfect of... Strangers finale. Uh-huh. The series finale was on August 6th, 1993. This movie came out in theaters on September 10th, 1993. <laughs> so a month later, people in the theater oh, are like, beautiful. Wow. Glad we finally, I'm finally over the how emotional the Perfect Strangers finale was. Let's sit down and watch this movie. Also an interesting uh, note, just to think of, uh, he was in uh, Beverly Hills Cop 2, which is a Tony Scott movie. Another Tony Scott film, Which yeah. it's also very funny how many of these actors in this movie mm-hmm. wind up in multiple uh, Tarantino movies. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom well, Sizemore, you Samuel learned... L. Jackson, Chris Penn. The people Brad who were good Pitt. with the patter, if they if they were good with the patter, yeah. which is why it's weird that Christian Slater wasn't in a bunch of them. Maybe he didn't want to do a bunch of them. Maybe his star had fallen too far or something. But I feel like he was really good with the patter, you know? I want the Slater, like, he's always, he's working steadily, but Two things I'm disappointed he hasn't done yet. This is a side note. Uh, I'm just going to say it now. One, why isn't he in a Pixar or like any of the new, like he has got such a good, distinct voice. He's done plenty of voice work. Like why, why hasn't he been some random, like good supporting character in like any DreamWorks or anything like that? And two, when the hell is he going to be? an MCU bad guy. That's right. It's crazy. He, he uh, There's a movie from a few years ago called... I can't find... Well, he's in a movie called Nymphomaniac, which was like a huge movie. And yeah. it was like Cannes Film Festival, and, and it's like a lot of people hate it, a lot of people love it. So he's in that. But he was in a movie that I'm trying to find the title of that's supposed to be really, really good that he's the star of, and it's from like the last... Ten, we uh, Is this it? We Can Be Heroes? No, he's I don't remember, but there is some movie that he was in where he got his star turn as the come come around older actor and that it's supposed to be great. It just was a smaller movie that didn't get seen. Yeah, exactly. We're getting like Michelle Pfeiffer and Kurt Russell and all these other people coming back for one off MCU things like we, we need our Christian Slater, man. Well, I'll tell you this. He is in. I don't know if he's in the original. He's in in the Spy Kid verse. I got his IMDb pulled up. He's in Dawn of the Crudes, a short, and yeah. he plays a character named Gerg. And he's doing the voiceover in uh, the new spinoff of Army of the Dead eventually. Okay. So maybe if he's, what I'm wondering is maybe he is in one of the universes and we're just not as aware of it. Yeah. Um, okay. So back to the- True back to, romance. Back to reality. Fuck all of your politics. Uh, back, back to the prop, to primitive. Christian Slater. Back to reality. Uh, so, so, so Balky Elliot, Balky <laughs> Batakamas, he is a PA for a major producer. Yeah. Uh, and that major producer apparently is based on Joel Silver, oh. who Tony Scott worked with Joel Silver on The Last Boy Scout and fucking hated it. Oh. Uh, Tony Scott hated Joel Silver. He hated Bruce Willis. He hated working with both of them. And so after that, this movie, he. Yeah. He kind of, he he in the script that he did or whatever when he directed it he led that actor I can't think of that actor's yeah. name at the well, moment. Well, Bruce Willis sucks. Oh yeah, Bruce he's Willis notoriously sucks. hard to work for. The fun thing is that character, that yeah. producer, uh, he is the grandson of uh, the Bear Jew. Oh, from uh, oh, from the Glorious the, Bastards. Oh, that's uh, exciting. Eli Roth's character. Yeah. And because uh, you know how Tarantino, all of his yeah, movies they're take related place and stuff. in the same yeah. universe. That's uh, awesome. 
That yeah, that's his son or I, grandson. Saul Rubinick is the actor who plays Lee, the producer, and that he's really great in this. Um, and apparently, like he so so uh, Tony Scott directed him to act a certain way, which was basically to act like Joel Silver. And I guess when it came out, it was so obvious that he was playing Joel Silver yeah. that Joel Silver was fucking pissed and didn't talk to Tony Scott huh. for years. Who and cares? apparently Saul Rubinick was like, I have never even met Joel Silver. I didn't even know that that's who he was based on. He's like, I was just so. doing what the script and the director told me to do. Yeah. Um, but that's awesome. And I wonder if it ever like blacklisted Saul Rubinick to like Joel Silver movies and stuff. Um, okay. So then we're... Um, we're in LA and and he calls up the producer, kind of it tells him about it. Uh about this deal. He's got all this cocaine. And Christian Slater lies to him and tells him that he doesn't tell him. He's in he 4-H him. with a cop. He told me he was in 4-H with this cop. Cookie who cop. Found a bunch of coke in the supply room or whatever and stole it and knew he's like, I I knew that you could take care of this, Clarence. So then Clarence is gonna take care of it. Uh they go ride roller coasters, which is really funny. And it's- then yeah sound pollution oh like if somebody's wearing a wire sure okay that makes sense that's yeah 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 kind of like how in the sopranos they go out and like do big talks in like machine rooms and shit yeah um now is that why rocky would beat up on big slabs of meat also i guess michael rapaport was scared as shit of roller coasters I have that down too. And they had to go and redo it for reshoots. Yeah, and, it's and he funny, was not happy because Balky looks like he's scared to ship. But Rapport's selling it. See, Rapport's good at, actor in this movie. Yeah. Um. Well, anytime you can act like a bad actor, you're a good actor. Yeah. I. Uh, so uh, they're 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 talking about it, and then Balky calls the producer from the roller coaster park. And Christian Slater is finally like, fuck it, let me talk to him. And that's when you realize Christian Slater is like really smart with movies because yeah. instead of talking about cocaine, he's talking about it as, uh, what's the movie? Dr. Zhivago. Yeah. And he's like, I got Dr. Zhivago. We got to make it now. It's You want it? If you want it, let's do this. And then they, he's like, okay, put Lee back, put Balky back on the phone. And Balky is listening and Balky is like, wait, what? You want me to suck his dick? Oh, who the fuck is Dick? Oh, Dick. <laughs> Dick is my friend. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. It's a really funny That's bit. Great. It's a really funny joke. Yeah. Um, uh, it's crazy how good Balky is in oh, Tony yeah. Scott movies. Fantastic actor. Um, also, it was great in Step by Step. Yeah. Uh, I don't think Tony Scott had anything to do with Step by Step, but maybe. Maybe. Uh, hell, Quentin Tarantino directed an episode of ER. Did he? Season one, episode 13. Had to have been the bloodiest of them all. Yeah, it's pretty fucked up. There's a whole karate scene. <laughs> uh, it's crazy how quick this movie moves too. Oh, that's the thing that it's. That's why it doesn't. That's why it feels better than all these other movies we've been watching. It's two hours long, yeah. but it's, he's such a good director, and no, there's no fat. Like literally, there, yeah. We see Drexel being a piece of shit, killing all those people. Then he's got to go there and fight him, so we know the stakes. It wasn't a long, drawn out thing. Um, uh, and then he goes to the dad, and then. Mm-hmm. They we get on see, the road, and then we're already like we see Dickie doing his audition. Then we're back to the story in Detroit. We're hardly then in we're LA, LA with and we already have met everybody. Totally. Like um, all we have left now is for Balky to get pulled over by the police. Yeah. While he's, uh, which Tony is a Soprano, great fucking scene. Tony Soprano meets Lloyd. That's classic film oh, right there. Well, Tony yeah, and the Brad whole time, Pitt. You just don't want Floyd to die. Yeah, he's the only person we care about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he is the heart of the movie. 
Everybody else could fuck off. But Tony Soprano with his shit eating grin standing outside on the porch. He doesn't even open the screen door talking to Lloyd. And Lloyd's like, oh, yeah, I'll give you all the information because why do I care? Yeah. Um, tells him where they are. Tells him at the hotel. And he's like, are you sure he's there? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, do you want to smoke some? And he's like, no. And then he, Tony Soprano walks away and Lloyd goes, don't condescend to me, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and apparently, yeah. Uh, Tony Scott got the idea of the honey bear uh, bong from bong? his roommate. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Uh, I remember when I first saw this and I wasn't, I don't know. I didn't know about pot. I was like, what's he doing with that honey? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I thought maybe you dip your joints in it or something. Um, so then uh, they've got the deal tentatively set up for this weekend. He's they're excited. So they're going to celebrate. So they go back to their hotel in LA and he drops uh, uh, Calvin, whatever the fuck is it? Clarence. Yeah. Drops Cleveland. Cleveland drops Alabama off at the Kazusku stop of on the J. Those are all just J train stops. Uh-huh. Uh, he drops her off at the hotel and he's like, I'm going to go get some dinner. And then he does this great thing. Like where great he, cheeseburgers. He goes, uh, he goes, uh, we now return to bullet already in progress and whips the shitty out of the parking lot. And it's like, that's just such a good line. That's so fun. <laughs> he, he's in this movie in his head. Yeah. Um, uh, and that's when he, Alabama goes in. Uh, Gandolfini's already there. They fucking fight. It's another one of those moments where I'm like, as I'm typing it, it changes. I go, Tony Soprano rules. James Gandolfini fucking rules. Oh my God. He just punched her in the fucking face. <laughs> um, and then there's a great scene in this where, in this scene where they, he, they beat the shit out of each other. Tony, Tony Soprano and Alabama and Alabama ends up in the bathtub. The screen is the, the glass door is broken and he's all bloody She's all oh. bloody and she laughs. Yeah. She's laughing at him and he goes, what the fuck are you laughing at? And she goes, you look ridiculous. And then Elliot, the producer's assistant, leans in and goes, don't be ridiculous. <laughs> well, that whole Gandolfini scene. He... <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> that whole Gandolfini scene is, is pretty great anyways, because yeah. like him talking about like the first like before they get to that the first time he's killed somebody yeah you, you, you feel one way and then the second time you feel different but by the third one it's just old hat and who cares and yeah and he's like, trying he just wants to know where the drugs are yeah and then it turns out the fucking the drugs are under the bed it goes like these people like alabama and cleveland mm -hmm. god see uh, they're, they're just horrible criminals they're bad yeah they, like, and that's they're kind Clarence of Clarence left his fucking id at the scene of Drexel's murder, Drexel's murder and slaughtered everybody. They left the fucking address on the dad's fridge. Yeah. You know, and, at one uh, point she lights Drexel on or she lights uh, Tony Soprano on fire with the hairspray. And yeah. then it cuts to him running out of the room. And it's obviously a very <laughs> different looking stuntman. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. No, that's, that's really great, too. She's very uh, she uses soap in the eye. <laughs> yeah, that's the best. Also, what a quiet hotel. What a wonderful walled hotel. I one time heard the guy in the next room's stomach growl. Yeah. It's, they're fucking having a full Mortal Kombat melee. <laughs> no one's knocking on the wall or hitting the ceiling. It's an Elvis statue broken over his head. Yep. And then and, and she stabs him in the foot with the corkscrew. He's yeah. like, go ahead. Come at me. You know, give me one in the face. And she stabs him in the foot with it. 
Um, and I like Tony's Brando being like, oh, it's all here. It's under the bed. Damn it. And why didn't I look there? What a silly thing. This could have been all done for nothing. Yeah. I like the way he's playing that out. Um, and then, uh, then Clarence we get, comes back with his cheeseburgers. Clarence comes back. Yeah. And then we get the great Balky with the cocaine scene. Oh, yeah. Balky is getting a blowjob from this lady doing a 90 up the fucking uh, uh, Pacific Coast Highway. And uh, he gets pulled over and he's fighting with her to be like, take it, put it in your bra. Which She's like, I'm is, not wearing it. It's a bra. all fucking overreacting, but it works great for his character because he's yeah. just like the whiny little Hollywood, like a bitch assistant. And he tells when, when they're at the, the roller coaster park, he says that the, uh, that the, the producer wants a bag as a tester. Yeah, but the producer didn't say that, so he just stole this bag of cocaine. Balky did, and then there's this—it's like a sketch. It's so funny where he's like, "Take it, no, take it, take it," and then she slaps it, and it just goes all over his fucking face while the right cop's when walking the cop up. walks up. It's yeah. so funny. Um, so he gets arrested. He gets arrested, and then he's being interrogated by Tom Sizemore and Chris Penn, who Rest the two of them as cops. Everybody in this movie is dead, by the way. Oh yeah, every actor in this movie is gone. Um, but it, that's when we get an hour and 26 minutes in, we get our second, apparently, uh, homophobic F word. Uh, and it, of course it's from a cop because all cops are bastards. Yeah. Um, and these are LAPD. So yeah. they're also racist. And then they say again, something's rotten in Denmark. And so that's interesting. The cops say it at that point, there's no third. They don't say it. They don't do the rule of threes, but I think I thought it was interesting that the, Oh, everybody uh, dies at the end of Hamlet too. Yeah, you're right. The Hamlet line comes back. Um, and then they, so they, so Balky tells them the story about the dirty cop, which is bullshit, but they believe it. So they think they're uncovering this big thing. Yeah. So they then go to their fucking captain who bum, 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 is Brian's dad from gleaming the cube. <laughs> and I, I, as soon as yes. he showed up, Ed Lauer, I, loved it. Yeah. I was like, Oh fuck. Yeah. Yeah. And he's sitting in the looking at Frisbee videos. That's right. Just missing his dead uh, adopted son. Yeah. Um. Uh. But I thought that was so fucking awesome. Yeah. That's right. Captain Quiggle. Um. And by this Which point, this is, is kind just of a, a bummer. They probably never were on set together. Oh yeah. What a shame. Do you mm -hmm. think they keep in touch? Do you think they? No, fight? he's dead. Oh, rest in peace. Do you think uh, Christian Slater ever goes and visits his grave? Oh, absolutely. He leaves chess pieces. There. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy, that's fun. <laughs> Uh, so then they, so then this is where my notes get sparse because this is when the movie's like really picking up. So it's like, yeah, I'm more, it's harder it. to keep notes. Plus everything's coming together. Yeah. You got these cops. Yeah. The A team, you uh, got the movie producers. Yeah. So you then what happens is for their, for their, uh, Balky's going to wear a wire uh -huh. and for the big, he's going to fly, right? The big, yeah. Right. He's going to do <laughs> Peter Pan at the Pantages. He's an actor. Remember? <laughs> uh, and so they're all coming together for the big deal where they're going to sell the drugs. And then when that's happening, so it's going to be the producer, leave the producer and all of his people They're And then, uh, uh, Calvin or fucking, uh, Cleveland and Alabama Clarence and, and, yeah. and Dickie and all them. And then of course, by this point, the cops know about it because they're working with Balky. Mm -hmm. And then by this time, Tony Sprano's got all the information they know. So then the mob's there, right? Yeah. So they're all there at this, getting ready to come in at this big event. And now why does, in the elevator, does does Christian Slater think Balky's got a wire? Or is yeah. this just because he's... Yeah, paranoid? yeah, he's testing him. 
Okay, because he like pulls the gun on him in the elevator, and yeah, and the way he's just he like stops the elevator. I really wish somebody would help me right now. Yeah, he is such a piece of shit too, and that's he's funny. talking to. And the it cops. also goes to show how much the cops suck. Oh yeah, because yeah. they're just like they're laughing. I love this Clarence guy. There's a part where where Chris Penn's like he's gonna kill him, and Sizemore's like he's not gonna kill him, and then you cut back to the elevator, and he's like, "Come on, motherfucker!" And then it cuts back to Sizemore going, "I think he's gonna kill him." I. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, there's a line there that's like a, such a, a, a weird uh, uh, Quinn Tarantino well, line where he goes, uh-huh. if I'm wrong, I swear to God, I'll apologize to quote Nick Carter. And Nick <laughs> Carter was apparently like a detective noir from the, like the pulp books from like the 40s. Yeah. Um, well, Tarantino just is like mystery science theater. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. He loves cramming references in. For him and five other people. Yeah. And then that's when they go back to Lloyd. That's when Lloyd on the couch, Brad Pitt, lets them know where they are. He gives them the 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 how to get to the hotel. And Soundgarden is playing. And apparently that was a big deal. They spent so much money to get that sound outshined by Soundgarden. And that's really. Um, and he goes, you want to smoke a bull? And the gun cocks. And Lloyd just goes, oh, OK. And then he explains how to get to the thing. <laughs> uh, uh, also, that's more the, uh, you know, just different times where yeah. you have to give directions yeah right you can't yeah just like uh let me get your number and i'll well Google there's even a thing the... where they don't know where this hotel is so dick dick michael rapport asks lloyd how to get there yeah. he's like if your instructions are wrong we're gonna be fucked man yeah oh and also before they go to the hotel uh rapport finds out he got the role in tj hooker good uh the new tj hooker uh-huh. um uh and so then they're they're at the meeting now at so far at the meeting Obviously, the cops are listening in, but yeah. it's just the producer, the producer, and his, his muscle, his goons, who one of them is Little John from Robin Hood Men in Tights, which is fun. Yeah. And then Christian Slater in Alabama, who's um, Will Scarlet from Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Oh my God, what are you? That's all coming together. Right. Uh, and so they're all they're they're they start talking about the deal basically, and the producer loves Christian Slater. They like get along like. Well, yeah. Well, Christian Slater, he knows how to play him. Yeah. too because he's just like oh i love uh your movie because he's a, the movie producer and he produced like, a movie called just, uh, coming home in a body bag yeah home in a body bag which was a big vietnam movie it's basically that, like platoon yeah that won a bunch of oscars and that all the fucking uh vietnam vets loved and and so he loved that movie so he he's excited to work with him and there's this really great scene where because balky's trying to get, let them listen in and everything and uh He's like, well, let's go make this deal. So they walk out. And it is literally, you can tell that this producer closes movies. You can tell that's how he sells deals. Yeah. And he, he asked Christian Slater and he's like, he's like, so why, why do I do this? And Christian Slater's like, I don't fucking know what I'm doing. I sell this to you for 200000 You sell for a million. It's like, I got no idea. And he's like, well, then why did your cop friend give it to you? And he's like, <laughs> oh, because I bullshitted him. Yeah. And that just makes the producer lose his mind. He's like, he bullshitted him. Yes. Yeah. Very not only funny. that, but the cops are listening in too. Oh, and the cops still. love it. The cops yeah. are like, I love when this guy. The, yeah. I love this Clarence guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then now they know they're good to go. Yeah. Um, they so got then a they're, deal. They're ready to storm. So the cops storm in and they're like, what the fuck? And, and well, Clarence mm-hmm. has to go take the most opportunity. Oh, that's right. Piss. In the entire movie. He's just got to go check in with his boy Elvis. See what's he's got to go check in with Elvis. He's got to go shake hands with the unemployed. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Wait, is that what you call taking a piss? Yeah. Shaking hand with the unemployed? Yeah. 
Is that like a thing that you made up right now? No. That's so funny. I've never heard that before. Yeah, yeah. You gotta go drain the main vein. That's great. Shaking hands with the cock. That's what I've always heard it called. <laughs> First but, thing I do when I go to work is I take a piss because after I shake hands with the clock, I shake hands with the cock. Yeah, because Clarence goes in and then all hell breaks loose. Yeah. So the cops show bust in. Yeah. It becomes a standoff between the cops and the producers' men. Yeah. Little John says a great line where he goes, uh, uh, hey Lee, here's something I never told you about me. I hate fucking cops. Yeah, you know. Well, and Lee, the producer is like, dude, calm down. They're cops. And the his muscles are like, we do not care. Yeah, yeah. And it's getting tense mm-hmm. as all hell. Just like because Tarantino loves his fucking Mexican totally standoffs. And then the diner in well, Pulp Fiction, yep. the end of Roar's, Reservoir Dogs. Everybody's got their guns. Yep. Something has to break this tension. Yeah. And fucking Balky Ball Taco. Moves. Yeah, Balky's like, uh, officer, officer. He's like, time out. I, I can get, you're done with me, right? I can leave now. And you literally, when you see the producer be like, hey, why does you know his name? Why does he know your name? Yeah. And you see him deal with that is very, very sad. Yeah. Um, and and then, the way he's like, I treated you like a son. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's got like, it's one of the best spit globs yeah oh, i can yeah. think of in a movie other than like, of course in george Strait and pure country yeah and uh, i guess that means the cops decide to shoot him yeah and so they they, they everything goes nuts oh he throws starts. coffee at ba- balky the oh producer. that's right he, the producer that's pissed. what sets it off so he throws coffee at balky which the hot coffee and then Whoa. that's what starts the shooting and then a cop is like Oh, that gives me grounds to use lethal force. Yeah, the cops like, well, I'm I might gonna, as well murder these people. I'm I'm gonna murder this guy. So they all start shooting. Um, it becomes a big firefight. When did the the mob show up? They they show up right then. Right then, right too. when the fighting starts. Yeah. So then they bust in, and there's a scene where Michael Rappaport throws the cocaine. Yeah. And why does he do that? Is it just to create a diversion so he can? That's escape? what I can think. Okay. I thought I, he was gonna die for sure. Oh, me too. But he doesn't. He gets away, and so yeah. I. I was really surprised. Like if this movie would have been made today, there would have been an after credits scene of him in the new TJ hooker, <laughs> you know, that like he made yeah. it to set and everything was fine. Yeah. And he just acted his role the next day. Um, but so he disappears. So at this point, producer's dead. Uh, Balky's dead. Most of the cops are dead. Every Most one of, of the, the cops, mafia guys are mafia dead. Guys are, and it becomes it's like just, a showdown between like Chris Penn one of the mafia guys that's just only speaking Sicilian yeah. and Alabama. And the, that mafia guy is also very familiar faced. Yeah. But he's not like a big, I, I didn't recognize his name and he's not in too many things, but he is familiar. Um, so they start, they, it's down to just them. Christian Slater has come out of the bathroom because he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. And he got shot in the uh, face immediately. I had to rewind it because I was like, how did Christian Slater get his? And he gets shot in the face immediately. And you're like, oh, wow. So then while they're still cleaning up the, the rest of the standoff is happening, Alabama crawls to Christian Slater and she's like trying to deal with him. And then she realizes that he's actually kind of alive. Yeah. Um, and then and they just hightail out of there they and let, every, out because, let everybody else just fucking Because by this time... In the lobby of the hotel, the mob has taken some hostages and it's a big all the police are paying attention to that. Yeah. So so uh Cleveland and Alabama just sneak out the fucking side door, go get in the car, he puts on some big sunglasses, and they drive off. Yeah. And I, I've kind of forgot about that. That's I a wrap, basically. I thought that he died. 
I thought that it ended with her getting away, but I thought he died. But it ends up with the two of them on a beach uh, playing with their son. They got a little boy named Elvis. Yep. Calypso music. That's right. Um, now, did you know that, that the little boy in that scene, right? Did you know that he was played by Val Kilmer? <laughs> uh, uh. And there's a part where where somebody gets shot and he goes, I need an ambulance. And he's like, I'll call you a hearse. Yeah. 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 Uh, boy. Yeah. The guy. It's funny, too. Because, uh, yeah, it's one of the producers. It's Little John. It's Little John. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you did it. Thanks. But, yeah, he, it's funny, too, because he wants an ambulance, and Chris Penn just walks over and executes him because mm-hmm. he killed Tom Sizemore. That's right. Um, And then, it, yeah, it just ends with them on the beach with their son, and Christian Slater's got an eye patch. Yeah. And they're and, happy. And, and, yeah. And then the song, the credits start, and the song over the credits is, uh, I had to Google it, but it's, Two Hearts by Chris Isaac, which just felt so out of place for yeah. the credits of this movie. Um, much like, like a single... how they have that Aerosmith song for the trailer. That's right. Well, there's a there's also just a... feels out of place. Uh, loving you's got to be. Yeah, take me to the. But that's fucking peak. Get a grip, Aerosmith, right. right there too, man. They had a they had a uh, payoff. That's a pretty hot soundtrack. It is. Yeah, very much so. Chris Slater for... does good movies with good soundtracks. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so I thought that, so that's the film, uh, really good. Uh, when I was doing research for this, since it's Christian Slater month, I'll say mm-hmm. uh, something I learned was that Christian Slater is like a big nerd. I didn't realize that. Like he loves he loves Star Trek and Star Wars. Yeah, he's but, a big Star Trek fan, and that's he's a why Trekkie. I always wondered why he was in that one Star Trek movie, and it's because he was a fan and he got to do a cameo. Yeah, and uh. Uh, in in so he's in Star Trek Six, the Undiscovered Country, which is one of my favorite movies, one of my favorite Star Trek movies. And he said that when he went to wardrobe, the out the his his Enterprise uniform he plays an ensign had a sticker on the inside that said Captain Kirk Star Trek Two. So he was wearing the actual wardrobe. That, of, that's awesome. And then he stole it. He fuck. He said he rolled it up, took it home in his bed, and that he has it at his house. I that saw fucking this, rules. He did an interview with Jimmy Kimmel, and he said he also has a a, a life size uh, stormtrooper in his living room. And he had did an interview with Jimmy Kimmel about this, and he's like, "Now, does your wife like this? That you have all these collectors and t- toys and stuff?" And he's like, "You know, she used to." When we first started dating, I had I had my action figures and I had she had helped me shop for cases for them and shelves and stuff. And then like two years after we were married, she started uh, looking up uh, storage units and stuff for a lot of this <laughs> stuff. And I thought that was so funny. I love yeah. him talking about it. Um, OK, so that's a movie. Now, we that's like, uh, that's the month. That's the month before we go out. Now, do you. OK, this can be on the podcast, but should we do our tops, our other six here? I feel like it's yeah. more. Let's get it knocked out here and then let the end of the show be the end of the show. Absolutely. Um, so, so first off, one to five. What do you think of this movie? Stars. We'll go stars. Um, I'll go four and a half. Wow, you love it. Oh, uh, I yeah. I mean, I'm it's not got a lot of bad. nostalgia with me. Like, it's not a perfect movie, mm-hmm. but like when it hits, it hits. And like, I mean, I just watched this movie way too many times. Yeah, for me not to have it like have a high score. Totally. Plus, after Christian Slater month, it's really like him coming into his own like mm-hmm. it's really crazy how uh not that far removed mm-hmm. he is from the other three movies that we just did yeah but like him is he just seems like a completely different person and like a yeah. more realized just like full actor at that point yeah he's a great he's great in this he's his character is fucking nuts but he's great yeah um 
I would say I will, I'll give it a, f- uh, I'll give it a four, three and a half, four. I thought it was wonderful. I really enjoyed it. Um, maybe a four. I'll give it a four. I think that's a good solid spot for it. Um, and now we, so, so Christian Slater month came to an end. I loved it. I had such a blast doing this. I think oh, absolutely. we'll do another similar type month of coming up and, and we've talked about if you're on our Patreon, maybe we'll look out on there. We'll put up a poll or something. Maybe it's, you guys can suggest one, you know, it's also interesting uh, going through. You can really see like this movie was him being good. Uh, Broken arrow. Mm-hmm. He made a shitload of money, yep. you know, and it was that fucking, uh, the rain movie hard, hard rain hard rain he did that and uh there's another movie right after that that he oh very bad things very bad things yeah both of those big bombs and he's co-producer and yep. like the top star and you can just totally tell after those two movies the stink was on yeah uh, I also wonder because Hollywood goes. I haven't seen a lot of. Uh, I don't know a lot about him. I don't know a lot. Of, I've seen a lot of documentaries. I think. I think he has a a grown child. So I also wonder if around the time he starts doing like who is Cletus Tout and stuff, maybe his kid was just young enough that he was like, I'm going to be a dad for t- ten years or fifteen yeah. years or something. Um, Plus, and I know he has small children now too with his his new wife. So maybe that's it. Maybe he just learned how to deal with that stuff because he is in some random stuff like. The Good Shepherd that came out in 04 is a really good movie that he's in. It was he's like in a, a lot of paycheck stuff, too. Yeah. Like animated Ten Commandments and uh, <laughs> stuff like that. This is really weird. So I just mentioned The Good Shepherd. That's not the movie. It's not. He's in a movie called The Confessor that on IMDb is called The Good Shepherd. It's like a whatever, a B movie. Yeah. I thought he was in like The Good Shepherd that has like Robert De Niro and, the- and fucking Alec Ball. Okay. So the. Uh, all that aside, uh, now we talked about what our other, what our top six other Christian and, Slater, yeah. and it is also are. funny noting that like we can say that he kind of like got you know the stink on him after those two bombs, yeah. But his career after that is like one a lot of people would fucking die, oh, yeah. and wish to have, yeah. Between I- like Mister Robot and like. He did a lot of stage work in London. Yeah, he was like, a big stage actor and stuff. Yeah, I say, yeah, I feel like he, like I, he, I, 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 he has zero regrets. I would like to hope that that. I would like to think he feels very accomplished and happy. From what and I, I can tell from him, some of his interviews, he, I've seen him sometimes yeah. discuss the idea thing of about how like he's, uh, he's like, and then you know the phone didn't ring as much. But I think that's going to happen for most actors. Yeah. Not everybody is going to be Brad Pitt or whatever. Um, I. Uh, so, so, so here we go. Top so, six, right? Top six. Do you have any honorable mentions? No, meaning I don't do that. I do. But uh, I also, this was a hard list to do because we burnt the meat. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I so, yeah, uh, I wanted to stay that I didn't include yeah. the top the ones we talked about. I hope that's uh huh clear. But uh, my what's, top six number. I'll, what's your I'll number six? Uh, prehistoric planet. Prehistoric planet. I've never even fucking heard of this. It was uh, narrator uh, stuff that he did on the history channel. Can I ask a question? I don't want to, I hope this doesn't ruin it, but uh-huh. is he good politically? Yes. Okay, good. I kind of would think that, but I saw something where he talks about how he lives in Florida, Florida because his wife's family's from Florida. And that scared me, but he seems very, very good politically. So I'd hope so. Yeah. yeah. Um. By the way, side note, uh, did you know that, uh, uh, what's it called? Earthworm Jim. Yeah. Do you know the creator of Earthworm Jim is a it fucking... sucks. Yeah, yeah, we've been over that. 
Oh, I must have just realized. I realized well, you might have told me in the past and I didn't sink in, but I just found that out last week and I fucking blew but my yeah, mind. Prehistoric planet slash dinosaur planet. Uh, Crazy. Which was, he was just the narrator. BBC di- documentaries. Yeah, Discovery Channel, like CG uh, dinosaurs, basically, where it's like, they're just, yeah, I liked the show. I Very cool. I watched them all. Nice. Uh, my number six is going to be one we did a fun size about. It's called The Wizard. Well, I didn't know if we could do those. I I did it, yes. Because eh, I hope so. I hope it's okay I'm curious. Those. Did Cuffs make it onto your list? No, not at all. Because I don't Have remember. Have you it seen enough. Cuffs? Nope. I've like, seen it when I was a kid and I liked it when I was a kid. But I'm very curious about Cuffs after Christian you, Slate Roll. You sound like a it, kid who just found the word Cuffs for the very first time. <laughs> like you keep I, saying. I have a big Cuffs. Blind spot. I just know? don't like I can't I don't like watching people do cop stuff that I like. Yeah. Because I'm so anti I hate cops and, and it's really even I hope I'm gonna do oh so I'm sorry if you left Wizard and Fern Gully off your list because we That's done... okay. I, I I'm okay. I'm content with my list. Okay. Fine. So my number six is the wizard. Uh what is your number five? Uh Young Guns too. Me too, buddy. Even though he doesn't have like the biggest role, I just love he is that good ensemble. It, He's yeah. good in it. Uh, everybody's good in the young guns and they, I, I just like all of the like early nineties, just like cool dudes yeah. that were in both of the young guns and the hype build up for young guns too was pretty big. Cause again, man, we can kind of see this. We were talking about with pump up the volume, just kind of the early nineties evolution of the soundtrack. Oh yeah. 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 Like in young guns, that's what's funny is like, Fucking Bon, bon Jovi, Jovi was huge in that. Yeah. You know? Um, and it's funny that like Tom Blaze Cruise Glory was... and fucking uh, one and dead or alive. I think Young Guns Two is fun, and I also think I saw on IMDb that they're making a Young Guns Three, that they're currently working on it with really? Emilio's involved. Huh. Um. Good. Uh. Okay. Number f- that's that was also my number five was Young Guns Two. What's your number four, Big Dog? Uh, my number four was Broken Arrow. Oh, that's fun. I remember watching that. We rented it for a birthday party of mine or maybe like a party, at least at my house, a sleepover. Don't remember a damn thing about it. It's one of Travolta's first comeback movies. Yeah. Like after Pulp Fiction. And then it was like, okay, let's try to make this guy a thing. The general's daughter. Yeah. yeah. And it was Howie Long uh, was his henchman. That's funny. That little Howie Long had a little acting turn. He like was a like a film career, yeah. That 90210. Was he in Con and, Air? Was he one of the bad guys? Or no, uh, uh, The Rock? No, no but of- he had his own movie called like Firestopper. Yeah. Where he's like a firefighter in the middle of the woods. With Terry Hatcher, maybe? Or no, was yeah. that just the commercial? Radio Shack commercial. Radio Shack commercial. And, okay. <laughs> and he was in a cut scene from uh, The Thing You Do. Yeah. Oh, cool. He's Tom Hanks's gay lover. Oh, that's fun. And uh, they're in a little Corvette getting ready to go to a date together. He uh, also a movie that Howie Long and Christian Slater are both in 3000 Miles of Graceland. Yeah. Um, I Which I enjoyed that. Yeah, I didn't put on my list. I haven't seen I, it in forever. Me neither. But, but it was one of those movies. That I, I Maybe I've talked about this, I guess, when my friends all bought like a billion DVDs once. Shank and yeah. those guys. And they bought them all off like eBay. And that was one of them was like just a, a bullet well, DVD and people like like that whole crime like 90s want to be like Tarantino crime movies mm-hmm. there's a lot of those adjacent ones that have an audience like be it that or eight heads in a duffel bag or suicide yeah. kings just like the ones you would get on DVD 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, one of the coolest things I think about uh, Howie Long is his kids, Chris and Kyle, who Chris has a sick podcast. It is. Uh, I... And Kyle just signed with, the, after taking a year off, just signs with Kansas City. Uh, and so he's back in the league. So Chris, Chris Long's podcast does a lot of really good interview with players. And, and they talk about like, it's like the reason I like the McAfee yeah. show is they talk about like real shit. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, they had, he had two good episodes this week. One with Ryan Fitzpatrick, oh, who, by the way, was great in Mortal Kombat. Ryan Fitzpatrick, I think from that podcast, the story went out where he, time out, Mortal Kombat? Kano? It's Kano, okay. <laughs> you did not, I could not separate Ryan Fitzpatrick That's from so Kano. funny. I think I literally had that in my head and I just didn't put it all together. Yeah. Um, uh, he had a funny thing where when Alex Smith got hurt, Apparently he texted him, "Hey yeah. buddy, don't worry. I went through the same thing. You'll be back playing in a couple of weeks." Yeah. Like just really belittled his injury. Uh-huh. But not on purpose just to be like, "Hey, here's I saw it on TV." Also, I like there the moment where they're talking about how the some of the relationships that people don't really think about that you have as a player is just like with the equipment guys. Yeah, and yeah. shit like that. Oh, and totally. uh, just I don't know. Uh, that's always cool. Also, we had Mina Kimes on. Who's I love like, her. She's like one of the best personalities. In and fucking, that's what I was talking. My friend she's Kevin, positive all yeah. the time, too. She hates ripping on players, which mm -hmm. there are so many like negative Nellies in sports media. Mm -hmm. That's just like we don't need that. Yeah. My friend Kevin is a sports writer, and he's the one that I, I've talked about on the show. He were, he produced that uh, Aaron Hernandez Netflix documentary, uh -huh. and we were talking about it a couple weeks ago about how um, uh, that's one of the things. The one thing that the pandemic has obviously has been a nightmare, but it's been really interesting to see personalities who are just really good at doing the like the camera zoom thing, yeah, and people like Mina, uh, Mina Kimes, and then that who's the guy that was a quarterback Orlovsky Dan yeah. Orlovsky or whatever. Seeing how they excelled and Ryan, whatever, Ryan Long. No, Ryan. Uh -huh. Is that Ryan Clark? Yeah. Seeing them really excel at this kind of stuff was, has been really fun. Well, Mina Kimes, it goes on podcasts. There's a lot of really good women besides her, too, that are doing like oh, NFL totally. yeah, stuff yeah, right yeah. now. That, and that's a great trend that Katie I love Nolan to see. Katie Nolan is really good. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and uh, but she's just got a great personality. Every time she's on a pod, her podcast is fun, too. Yeah. Where it's like a lot of good jokes and bits. Yeah. You know? Uh and, yeah. Okay. Number four, bud. What's your number four? Uh a broken arrow. Oh, okay. My number four. Uh I mentioned a little bit ago. Star Trek Six, The Undiscovered Country. Oh, That's fun. maybe my second favorite Star Trek movie. And it's definitely my favorite uh Christian Slater Star Trek. Oh, wow, you're going boldly there. All right. Number two. No, number three. My number three, interview with a vampire. I have never seen it. Really? I tried to find it last night to just watch it when I went to bed, but it's 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 on Tubi. It's streaming on that thing called like Tubi TV for free. Uh -huh. Yeah, but like it's like a weird website. Commercials. It, it doesn't feel like, like it's real, but it is real. Like it doesn't yeah. feel legit, but it is Man, legit. I loved Interview with the Vampire when I was a kid, just because uh, I'm sucker for period pieces too. Yeah, and I was really into uh, Brad Pitt from Legends of the Fall. Yeah, uh, he same was thing. a real badass, and I really love time like number one old america but i'm a sucker for most anything where it has a long timeline yeah you know i really loved i i see that's the thing is i love those kind of movies too a river runs through it uh legends of the fall that era tom or uh, brad pitt era yeah. i like tom hanks or tom cruise Scarrett. movies tom Scarrett's great 
And so I need to see, I need to see that I just never have to, because when I was a kid, my sister loved it, but my sister loved yeah. it from the Anne Rice vampire girl yeah. book series Whoa. style. I so, mean, Brad Pitt, like, threw his stake, like, he first, he's hot in yeah. fucking, uh, not Bonnie and Clyde. Thelma and Louise. Thelma and Louise, Tony Scott movie. Tony Scott. Or no, that's Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott. Yeah. Well, anyways, he's hot in that. He's just playing straight hot, but... I can remember Legends of the Fall and fucking Interview with a Vampire. Like their posters were up at Spencer's for my fucking three sister, fucking years. I'm yeah, on my sister's ceiling. Yeah, there's yeah. that part in the first time I was like, uh, "Oh yeah, sexuality is a spectrum." Was when I was like 12, and you see hot right. ass Brad Pitt have that hat on and the but sweat drops Christian off Slater, of it. And my dick moves, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, I could fuck." He that is guy. the interview of Interview with a Vampire. So. Oh, wow. Oh, that's cool. So he's not one of the weird vampires? No, he's just interviewing the vampire in modern day. There's, okay, I'll definitely check that out. Um, my number three is Archer, his character Slater on Archer, yeah. which is so fucking good because he's basically playing himself, but it's just like as if we're also supposed to believe that Christian Slater has been a secret right. spy this whole time. He plays himself a lot. Yeah, he's, he's very he's good himself at in. He's really good in The Office. That's right. Where, yeah, oh, yeah. When they when they go spectrum and he's, he's the like, saber or no saber, he's the yeah. saber commercial guy. Yeah. Yep. Um, I tried to find that, but instead I found I tried to watch that clip last night and I found this weird thing called like un undebt or unbroke or something. Mm -hmm. And it's this weird ABC in like 2009 did a television half hour where they were trying to teach people how to save money and like about 401ks. Weird. And he shows up in the, him and Rosario Dawson show up in an office to teach him about 401ks. It's a, super weird. Um, okay. What's your number two? Uh, my number two is, uh, sorry, I got a little Robin hood. Yeah. You love Robin hood. Yeah. Well, I I'm think I do. I haven't seen it in a while. Yeah. I just remember Robin hood being one of those hyped movies. Yeah. That, didn't deserve the hype but like used to get one big movie a summer yeah and this was it and they totally. had toys and they had a brian adams song i think if i would have been a year older i literally if i would have been born in 83 instead of 84 i would have given a shit more about robin hood because i feel yeah. like it was a thing that i heard about i knew it was a th phenomenon but i just didn't give a shit yeah it's one of those that like it was a phenomenon for the people that lived through it Mm -hmm. But a lot of people like now want to know that Robin Hood was everywhere for a summer. Kind of yeah. like, no, like kids have no idea how big Godzilla was. Yeah. The Matthew oh, totally. Broderick. Like, and you know, what's interesting is I just said that about Robin Hood, but I remember Dances with the Wolves being a big deal. And I just saw that Dances with the Wolves actually came out before Robin Hood. Hmm. So that's weird. Well, um, it's because it got an Oscar and all that shit. Or maybe because maybe they watched oh. it in school. They watch no, they put it on TV. I bet that's why. Yeah. When they broadcast it on TV in like ninety two, and then that's when everybody in the playground was talking about it. Yep. Um oh yeah, that's interesting. Um, okay, my number uh deuce is uh, a little film called Murder in the First. Have you oh, ever yeah. seen this? Uh uh. Loved it. Like it almost was it, if we would have made this if we would have made this list ten years ago, it'd have been in my top ten favorite movies of all time. Oh wow. It's uh Kevin Bacon. Is a, is a guy kind of like a he's just an unstable one of our, one of our finest Kevins, one of the best Bacons. Yeah. Uh, they uh, he Kevin Bacon is a prisoner at Alcatraz, Christian Slater is his lawyer. Oh, so uh, 
Gary Oldman's in it as Drexel. It's pretty fucked up. <laughs> really? Same exact role. Uh, but it's set in like the 1940s or whatever. And basically, Kevin Bacon is a soldier, is a, a guy in prison who mistreated and Christian Slater is his lawyer trying to save him. And it's really fucking good. Apparently, Drexel's twice removed cousin is the gimp from Pulp Fiction. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, there's also an interesting thing about Murder in the First. It was re- it's one of the DVDs I had that was released on the weird Warner Brothers cardboard clamshell. So I got oh yeah I had that and then I also had the DVD cover version of it. I saw when uh, Grammar Hole shared her photo. Oh, that's right. Of Pulp of Fiction. Pump of the volume. Or Pump of the volume. Yeah. It was the cardboard full. Cardboard clipper. I uh, okay. Number what's, one. What's We're gonna do this one? on three, right? Sure, but mine's gonna be different, and yours is probably gonna be the one that I should have said. Okay. Three, one, two, two three. One. Very bad things. Mm. I left. I left very bad things off my list because I have not seen it in a long time, and I did not want to. Because I loved it when I was a horny seventeen-year-old male, I did not know if I should hitch my post to it now. You know, I I remember it being really tense after they kill that girl. Yeah, they kill a sex worker in a hotel, and then the shit goes crazy. I love. Also, the ending is great. John Favreau's in it, and yeah. uh, isn't Dennis or uh, what's his name, uh, Daniel Stern? Uh huh. Um, yeah, I'm sure I'd like it. It's just one of those things that I was like, I don't know if it, it's like, dude, where's my car? I need right. to rewatch Dude, Where's My Car before I talk about it because I want to gauge where my because I really liked it. Likes it. I used yeah. to suggest it a lot when I worked at Blockbuster. Yep, that was, that was the time. And uh, yeah, I haven't seen it. The last Ooh. time I saw very bad things was when it was uh, with Scarlett Johansson. Wait. Oh, the bride. Oh, the one. That, yeah, I see what you're saying. When yeah. they remade it and it's like bridesmaids or whatever. Or no, uh, the the bachelorette party. And, yeah. Bachelorette party, I think it's called. Something like that. Um, also, Jeremy Piven's in it. And he's one of those guys that I probably would have watched that movie because he was in it then. And now I'm like, get Jeremy Piven. Yeah, he's got the goods. Get him the fuck out of here. I hate him so much now. Um, God damn. So that, okay. Yeah. And then my number one, as I said, Fern Gully, I love it. I think it's fantastic. I rewatch yeah. it often. Um, the second film in the Christian Slater, Samantha Mathis trilogy. That's right. And the first film, no, second film in the Aladdin voice, uh, parody trilogy. Yeah. <laughs> see, um, Oh, yeah, so that's, that's fucking good. Wow, we talked a lot. My voice is dead. Me too. Um, well, you got any final thoughts on Christian Slater month? Yeah, isn't it fucked up that they called it Godzilla versus Kong? <laughs> well, that was the show. That was Christian Slaper. Christian Slaper, we did it. Yeah, 11 more months. We'll do it again. That's right. Same fucking four movies doing the same thing over and yeah. over. Well, we'll record a new top of the show and then. Uh, yeah. God damn. What a, it was a fun month. It was. It was. Yeah. I, I'm excited to see it because now. So we, we, we dipped our toes in with those first two episodes, you know, and then we did Christmas later month. We found our footing. We know what the podcast is now. Uh-huh. So I'm kind of excited to see what ne- next week's like. I am. Yeah. It's going to be really cool. So we're going to do some. Uh plugs and get the hell out of here yeah man where can the list oh first off i want to say before we even get into plugs i want to say thank you to the um uh thank you to the few new patreon supporters we have because that's awesome mm-hmm. if you'd like to get on the patreon of course go to uh the deciding front patreon.com 
whatever. You can get it. Patreon.com slash nostalgicfront. Go to the nostalgicfront.com. You can get a link to a Patreon. Give us a dollar. Give us two dollars. Give us five dollars. Whatever you want to do. Go buy shirts. That's fine. Yeah. Too. Um, but where can the listeners find you, Reem? Find me at Reemcore. Yeah. R-E-A-M-K-O-R-E. On all the things. If I got a thing, that's my handle there. That's right. Um, You got great tweets. You're really good at it. Um, oh, thank you. I'm really into your Twitter. Uh, you can find me at Patrick Hastie. That's at PDRSKJSKEPatrickHastie.com. Oh, you got great tweets, too. Thank you. That means a lot. Um, For sketches and videos. and uh, I'm nearly three weeks away from being fully vaccinated, and then I will be hulking my big dumb ass out yeah. into the world trying to do standing up comedy again. I'm getting um, my shot a week from today. Nice. Uh, I'm getting my shot recording a week. day. Week from yesterday, recording day. And I'm taking the next day off, which kind of works out because it's May the 4th. So hopefully I get more than oh, nice. one episode of The Bad Batch to burn through. Nice. I might do that as well. I'm really in a mood where I just want to, because I have all these days off and I just want to take them off, you know? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Follow the podcast. Uh, if you're new to the show, let us know. <laughs> I don't know how you would. Yeah. Send us an email. Then it's down in front at gmail.com. Uh, join the AOL chat room on Facebook, which we kind of use but we don't use it as much as we used to because i don't use facebook all that much but it's still nice to be there um tell your friends be cool never die and as always remember if you're not an nfer you're an mfer so, so get, get the, the fuck, fuck out of here, here. It's great to have friends like Patrick and Reem who are obscure and yet thoughtful. I love this podcast.